0: little bit of breaking news to bring you in regards to Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas. I thought this was important enough to get on here and discuss with you. As there are off-season moves to make in Dynasty. There are best ball moves to make in best ball. There are trades to make left and right in regards to these two individuals. And is affected. A lot of people like Mike Thomas. We're going to go over. A whole lot of this and more. And we might even do a, a late night draft after we hit the news and take some phone calls. The Fantasy Football Show emergency live stream begins right now. From the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show
1: live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern.
2: Hey, take
0: What is up, good people? We're here on an emergency live stream to discuss Alvin Kamara and Mike Thomas updates from the Rich Eisen show, from the head coach's mouth. And so there's a lot to discuss. Then we're going to take some phone calls and then we might just do a a quick little underdog draft. So file on in. Appreciate you all being here. Hit that like button on your way in the door and let's get to it. So, first piece of news. Honestly, we don't know, said Coach Dennis Allen when asked about the updates or progress in the Alvin Kamara situation in regards to the NFL taking action. And so Dennis Allen went on to say, so he said, honestly, we don't know. We haven't been given any indication from the league of where this might go. Certainly, we've got to prepare for the possibility that we might not have them. But yet, until that shows itself, until that shows itself, until something comes up, clearly they don't. Have any plans of of putting them on the pine or you know disciplining them in-house. You know, uh, look, we're going full speed ahead and are looking forward to getting him in here and getting him going, and we will adjust to whatever we have to deal with, says Saint Coach, uh Saints coach uh Dennis Allen. So the fact that the NFL is so not heavy-handed one minute and then heavy-handed the next, and the fact that the NFL has done nothing. So far, thus far with Alvin Kamara's situation, they've done nothing. They've been sitting back and waiting. There's a whole lot of speculation that this uh, this situation could just, in a sense, just go away. Like it, with, with, uh, with it being pushed forward again. Um, I don't know that things are going to get pushed forward as far as we know with this, this situation. There's no real delay that's being, um, uh, you know, concocted by the Kamara camp. Uh, I think they do want to go forward and, and go as quickly through this process as possible. We haven't been given a lot of updates, and you know the public hasn't heard a whole lot. There hasn't been much on it at all, no reports. We had Tony, the attorney, come on and discuss the plea potential situation, that if Camaro was to plea out on the conspiracy charge, there are two charges, right? There's a conspiracy to commit the uh, battery, and then there's the actual battery. And that if Alvin Camaro was to plea guilty to the conspiracy charge alone that would essentially be saying i plea that i conspired to maybe attack this man but he's not playing that he did actually attack him so the charge is far lesser it, it's 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 like talking about doing something versus doing something and the reason the da would take such a uh you know a law an l you could say is because you know, it, it, it partially could be in the best interest of both parties and in, in the fact that the, the the victim, the alleged victim, maybe wants to bring this to a close. It's up to the DA, not the victim. This isn't a case where you settle. This is criminal, not civil. Civil, you can settle. Criminal, you can plea. Plea is an admission of guilt in most all cases, except for a couple different, you know, situations, which this could be where Kamara is essentially saying, I do not plead guilty and I do not You know, it's like a no contest type of plea. In a a sense, it's called uh, something different, but Alvin Kamara will most certainly, um, if he pleads to the conspiracy charge, walk away with a two to four to two to max two six game suspension. At max, it would be a six game suspension on the conspiracy charge. The video doesn't really matter. If the video mattered, then. The league would have already done something. The league would have said, look, we can't discipline you yet, but we can put you on paid leave and then you can come back once this is all resolved. The fact that the league did nothing, did absolutely nothing up to this point means the video doesn't hold much water with them. They really don't care. The NFL does not care. There have been no uh, advertisers that have pulled and said, you either get Kamara off the field or we're gone. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I'm literally the only person that is live-streamed when both the videos broke. When all this news ever leaks, I go live whenever news breaks because your boy Smitty goes live whenever news breaks. Monday through Friday, I'm live at 7 p.m. for the news. But I'm also live whenever news breaks like this very show right now. I'm also live tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, doing live drafts at midnight. I'm also live every Tuesday night doing the Panic Chamber daily uploads. So you know I'm here for you. And I'm telling you, I'm the only one live streaming any kind of Camara news. Nobody else does it. Find me one person. Nobody. The answer is nobody. Nobody's live streaming right now on Camara news. Nobody live streamed when Camara's video leaked the first time or the second time. Nobody. And guess what? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. So what am I here to do? I'm here to be your sounding board, but I'm also here to be your, your guidance counselor. And I'm telling you right now, That Alvin Kamara is a steal walking into 2023 for this very reason. For this very reason, Dennis Allen has no plans of disciplining Alvin Kamara in-house. They don't care. They don't care. They're going to move forward. They do not care. They do not care about the video. They care about innocent until proven guilty, which we all should care about for sure when it comes to the law coming down on someone in terms of like the the punishment from a criminal perspective, from the from the letter of the law, from the justice system. But inside a private organization, they don't care. They don't care. The NFL doesn't care. Dennis Allen doesn't care. No one cares. And the odds are, the way this thing is going, that most certainly he's probably looking at some sort of plea deal on the lesser charge, which will, no matter what you think of the video, the video doesn't matter at this point. If he pleads guilty on the lesser charge, the conspiracy charge, which is a small charge, it's conspiring to do the act, not doing it, he's going to he's gonna see a two to maybe six-game suspension. Alvin Kamara is going in the seventh and eighth round. And you cannot draft him at a principal. I get that. I understand that. There are a few of you out there, and I respect it. I respect the game. I respect the hustle. Here you are sacrificing fantasy football points for principal I commend you. I can't do that. I can't do... I have to wear my fantasy football hat, my advisory hat, and my hat tells me that we've got to, we've got to look at this thing from an objective perspective, from a fantasy football perspective, what's likely to happen perspective, and my indication right now, my best guesswork is that this kid right here is not going to suffer even remotely close to the amount of punishment and time off and discipline and money, whatever that you think he's going to. In civil, maybe he gets hit hard in the civil side of this thing because there will be a civil trial or if it has, I think it might have even already began or some of the proceedings have began. But in civil, the man will be going after monetary damages. In criminal, it's not even really up to this this potential victim. It's the DA Going to this, taking this to a grand jury, and that's where it is right now. And that's why no one can settle and get out of the situation. A lot of people run their mouth about this topic and they act like they know they don't know. We've had attorneys on to break it all down. You don't settle in criminal. This is not something that goes away because, oh, Camara will just settle. You can't settle in criminal, Bob. You can't do it. It's not the same as in civil. So, uh, yeah. Uh, draft Kamara in round 7 And keep doing it Smitty approved Whether whether we agree with the man or not And his actions off the field From a business perspective Fantasy football hat being put on Alvin Kamara round 7
1: You've just been Smitty approved
0: So um, We're going to go ahead and move on from this topic real quickly Alvin Kamara Draft him around seven. Michael Thomas update. This goes out to... Uh, who is my Michael Thomas? Garrett? <laughs> this one goes out to Garrett. Garrett, this is between you and me, young man. Garrett is a, a, an awesome, super chatting follower here on the Fantasy Football Show. And he's going to buy a $99 lifetime membership on the thefantasyfootballshow.com if Michael Thomas out, it, uh, doesn't outscore Alave. Well... this isn't new news either this is just more confirmation of what we already know when asked about Michael Thomas's injury situation and update Saints head coach Dennis Allen replied on the the Rich Eisen show he's still going through some of the rehab process he had some hardware removed from that foot that he had surgery on this past season he's working extremely hard there were some positives I made sure to include that he's working extremely hard he will be limited throughout this offseason so don't expect to hear any great shining, uh, you know, stories about Michael Thomas's rise back up to to stardom. It's so weird that there are a few people in here. Garrett's one of them that literally believe this man's going to return to form at some point. It's absolutely ridicu- ridiculous. It's ridiculous. There's no way this guy's returning to form. He's an he's a walking injury. He's got hardware being removed from his foot and and he's going to be limited the entire offseason. What does anybody what does anybody really expect out of Michael Thomas walking into 2023? Our anticipation is that when we get to training camp that he will be good to go says uh, Saints coach Dennis Allen. Of course he's going to say that. Um you know, he's hoping he'll be good to go. He's had he's having hardware or had hardware removed from his foot. He's going to be limited the entire offseason. He's he's currently not able to play. And you got guys like Garrett out here uh, putting his, his uh, money on the line that this kid's going to come back. He's not. He's a walking injury. Chris Olave's the new number one wide receiver, not not only in New Orleans, but Chris is a top five wide receiver in the NFL.
1: You've just been Smitty approved.
0: I dare any single one of you to call into the show right now. If you don't agree that Chris Alave has potential, you could say, I don't have him in my top five, Smitty. I'm not going to yell at you for that. But you could literally say, hey, I don't, if you say, hey, I don't think he's capable of top five, call into the show. Call into the show right now. The, The phone number is going on the screen. I dare you to call into the show. Give us your best shot. Give us your best shot. I love to hear it. Um, Garrett's in the building. Garrett, Garrett's a Garrett's a dude. You know, even though Garrett's off base a lot of the time, Garrett is a dude because Garrett will will not run. Garrett could just stay, stay quiet during this live stream. Garrett probably I haven't even read his message yet. I'm not looking up yet. Garrett might not think this is bad news at all. I don't know. Garrett might just be overly optimistic about him across the board, but the fact that Garrett comes in here, I give him, I give him kudos to the moon. To the I won't moment. give you a standing ovation on this one, but I'll, <laughs> I'll give you a moonshot for sure. To but Garrett, moon. Garrett, let's see what Garrett says. Garrett, Garrett thinks Mike Thomas is better than Alave, which is it's just asinine to me. Big Mike is on, demons. <laughs> Ready to go for camp. <laughs> okay, okay. You're ready to go for camp. If that's what you took away from this, uh, Garrett, maybe we'll do a double. Why don't we do the 199 membership? That comes with the 2 years of free text advice. If you want to up it from the $99 package to the 199, I'll give you the 199 package. You buy the 199 package if you're so bold, Garrett. Let's see what Garrett says on that. I got the the top level package on thefantasyfootballshow.com. You get the 2 years of text advice. You get the content for life for $199, never pay for content again, get two years of text advice, get on over there, or you could just do the $99 lifetime content package, or you could just do the $75 all content and text advice for one year at a time, or just get the content for $35 for the whole year, whatever you choose, but I'd love to hear what Garrett's going to say here, because Garrett, I, I'd be curious to know if you put your money where your mouth is on this one. Up, Want to up it, Garrett? Is this news really that exciting to you? Uh, uh michael thomas is is not somebody you want to own in 2023 unless you're getting him at the end of your draft i don't know that he's going to even help you i think i got a couple super chats rolling in one from ron navy ron navy dropping a uh 20 dollar hauler services rendered ron you are always welcome always welcome on this show ron navy dropping the 20 dollar hauler and Ron, you always have my ear for any of your trades. Um, I was helping Ron with a trade. Look at him. Uh, Ron, appreciate you. Jimmy G for president. Uh, Michael Thomas, Super Bowl MVP. Camara win. The NFL Ethics Player of the Year. <laughs> Those are some good ones, James. Rockout dropping a super chat. Rockout says, Smitty... You're live. Thank you, sir. I am. And I appreciate your rock out. Let's see if Garrett responded. Garrett says, stick with the $99 bet. I don't blame you, Garrett. That's a smart man right there. Uh, Up it to the 199 if Olave doesn't finish top five because there's no shot he does. No, because that's not... First of all, Garrett, t- finishing top five is hard. Like a bold prediction that he's top one to five. He could finish number six. He could finish number seven and be eight points away. I don't. I don't need to add that to the bet. I know you want to balance the scales, Garrett. But you're the one that came in here and said Michael Tom. What? I think you were shocked too. I think you said Garrett something like, "I don't know if you're on the phone." I kind of re- not sure if I'm remembering it correctly. But Garrett's like, "What? You like a more than Mike Thomas?" What? What? <laughs> Garrett, you gotta love Garrett. We got. Oh, we got Lancaster dropping the fifty dollar board bet. Uh, or the 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 receipt season is here. And then we got we got Aloha coming in with a $20 hauler. Aloha says, uh, hi, Smitty. Thank you, Aloha. Appreciate you. Aloha's my dude. Man's a, an absolute machine. Uh, appreciate Aloha. At Lancaster, Kamara finishes running back three or worse. Running back three or worse on the Saints regardless of suspension. Okay, I thought you were saying he's finishing number three. Um, put it on the board. He was washed last year. And now he has competition. This actually isn't the craziest take. And I'll put it on the board. And it will be a you know a decent one to look at. I don't know if you want to make something bolder to win the contest. Because I think some people will say, I didn't like Kamara anyway. In Lancaster, you might not get what you want out of the reaction of people if he doesn't finish this way. I don't know. Chat, you can let him know. If you got something bolder, it might be better for the board. Uh, because he did. There's an argument here. You know, Ron's made this point that that he didn't exactly have a good year last year, so why are we excited about him with that on top of the fact that there still could be, in a, in a best-case scenario, a two-to-six-game suspension? I get it, but I also feel like this, this situation is definitely changing and bringing Carr in. The offense struggled tremendously last year, and now that you get Alave stretching the field, Kamara, to me, I, I remember... Because I, you know, I I look at this from a very weird angle that a lot of you don't. A lot of you look at your teams, and some of you may have had Kamara, but if you didn't have Kamara, you are not looking at Kamara the same way that I am. I am looking at every single player in a different light than all of you because I am I am reporting on it and I am trying my very best, and I very very much am. I am trying my very best best to wear an unbiased hat, and I do I do believe I do a good job. Some people think that I dig my heels in. I don't. I'm probably one of the the analysts you find most that people say, oh, he flip-flopped on something. When it's not flip-flopping, it's adjusting and adapting. That's what you want your analyst to do. And I'll admit when I do it, I'll admit why I'm doing it. Remember, I was high on Najee in the early part of last offseason in like January, February. And I came in here on an emergency live stream and said, time to change directions. There's concern with the foot. And Najee ended up having a really, really bad start to this season. And even though he turned it around at the end of the year, a lot of people had a lot of L's and they couldn't really turn their season around. So, whether you own Najee or not last year, you knew that he struggled. And so, like, that's an example of me loving a player and then switching gears and coming in and, and you know, adjusting and adapting. Me loving Brees Hall and not Javante at the beginning of this season doesn't mean I don't love Javante late in a draft. And in best ball, I love Javante for the midseason on, but you, you see me being objective with Brees Hall's ACL recovery, but not being excited about Javante's. I'm very, very, I think I'm biased when it comes to that. And I, and I'll say this, my whole point being, I watched Alvin Kamara. I watched Alvin Kamara and, and I watched every carry. I watched every play. I watched the offense. They struggled so badly to give him room. The concerning part for me isn't does he look like he dropped off. He doesn't. I watched every carry. He doesn't look like he dropped off. He looked fast. He looked elusive. He he did hit congestion when he tried to run the football, which I think is why Carr is going to help that part of of the concern. But the concern for me is not does, has he fallen off. My concern is usage. You know, th- there was times where, when he was healthy, everything looked good, and then the team would run other backs. They would rotate and they'd take Kamara out, and it wasn't because he was banged up, so I I feel like, you know, the only concern I'm running up against is will they do that again, or were they were they kind of sparing the, the mileage, were they kind of just like, let's try this out, we're not really, what's the use in just grinding Kamara into the ground? I mean, I don't know. I don't know the reason behind it. I, it's still a concern for me because I don't have the answer. I'm just going to be honest with you. There is a red flag. There's a lot of red flags with players that I like. It's when there's multiple red flags that pile up on top of each other that we back off and say, look, too many red flags. You know, Austin Eckler, he's 28 years old, red flag. Uh, Austin Eckler's smaller running back. Um, and, and to continue to get the volume, he's getting another red flag. Like there's multiple red flags that pile up. You start saying, okay, maybe I don't go in that direction. Um with Kamara, there's a suspension, but that's baked into his ADP, so I'm not even counting that because I, I'm getting him in the seventh round. I don't, I'm don't. i not concerned about the suspension at all. I don't care if he gets six games, and I'll be delighted if he gets two in terms of my fantasy value, not in terms of the potential victim. But I, I will say this. I'll say that Kamara did not fail my eye test. I watched every single carry. He looked fine. He didn't lose his step yet. He looks fine. Uh, my only concern would be usage, and I don't know the answer to that. But 7th round, I'm willing to take the chance. 7th round is an absolute, absolute smash. Uh, Lancaster, um, just talking fantasy stats as a starting running back. Uh, Lancaster, did you want to keep this prediction, the Kamara prediction? Let me see if he updated anything. Uh, Eno Benjamin is better than Kamara per star. I think he wants to keep this one. I think he wants to keep this one okay so we're going to put this on the screen let me grab this and put this on the board okay so we'll put this on the board for those that don't know what we're doing here um the fifty dollar hauler board is a receipt this is receipt season right here Anybody that drops a $50 hauler, I wanted to reward people that are dropping the big wad you know, on the screen. If you're dropping the big wad, 50 or more on the screen, I want to put a bold prediction on the board. No limit. You can do as many as you want. Uh, and the best prediction voted by you, the viewers. You, the chat. The chat will vote who the number one predictor is from this board. I've got mine in this box. They're kind of just like the moon men and stuff, just so it's on here. Just for fun. I had last year's uh burrow chase st brown still on the board from 2022 so i just left those uh these have been on here since february and march most of them uh i added i added some that were on the bottom here but we're we're gonna go ahead and uh we're gonna go ahead and uh put put any 50 dollar hauler predictions on here the winner voted by the chat will co-host a show an entire show you get to co-host the show with me on the phone or video whatever you prefer And then we're also going to give you, I'm going to give you a lifetime membership to thefantasyfootballshow.com, the content membership, the $9.99, or yeah, the $99 package. And then probably some other stuff. I I don't know what it's going to be, but I'll definitely have something else. So we're going to go with, this is going to be Lancaster, says Camara. This is five, uh, it's still 510 for me. 510, uh, Camara, Saints. Running back Three Alvin Kamara, Saints, running back three Did I get that correct? Uh, Finishes running back three or worse On the Saints Regardless of suspension Okay Alvin Kamara, Saints, running back three And that is Lancaster Thank you Lancaster For being on the board We got Aloha on the board. You guys can see all these predictions. You guys can see all these predictions. We got Kamara finishes uh, three or worse from Lancaster. Aloha says Trey Lance will be the next Jalen Hurts and take San Francisco to the Super Bowl. Ron Navy is betting uh, a separate amount. Just just deserves to be on here. Uh, $766 bet that uh, if the Bengals win the division, he's going to pay that. And uh, if the uh, Steelers win, I'm going to give them, I uh, I forget the whole details. Ron knows him. We're going to put his name on the top of the screen and dedicate a whole show to him and shrine for Ron Navy. Uh, we've got Tyler G. I put this up here for free because it was so bad. He said, "LOL, I don't take him that early." Uh, talking about Bijan, and let me let me fix this. Bijan as a first rounder. <laughs> Tyler, <laughs> he laughed. Big LOL, capital LOL. I don't take him that high. LOL, Bijan as a first rounder. That I threw on here just for free. Uh, Maddo dropped a $50 hauler and says, Irv Smith, is a, uh, Irv Smith is a top seven tight end and the Cincinnati Bengals win the Super Bowl. That's an awesome one. I love that Bengals win the Super Bowl one. Thanks a lot, appreciate it. So that there's that, okay? And then we got another one, it looks like. Another one. Um, this one is from, this one is from, uh, so Rockout, thank you Rockout for dropping that super chat. Uh, team so far, Fields, Barkley, AK, Pierce, Hill, Moore, it's fantastic, Rockout. This is a $50 hauler from Jake. Jake says, Bijan number one overall running back this year by at least 20 points. <laughs> now I do have to warn you, Jake, and I can't win this, so you can still win this. You're the first person to drop a Bijan prediction on here. And you went probably the highest. Unless somebody comes out here. And I don't know that we're going to be okay with somebody saying, Bijan's going to outscore everybody by 21 points. Like, I don't think that works. You can't really do it. you got to come up with something better than that. But Bijan, the number one running back, you're the first person to come out here and say it. So you might win this bet if that happens. I do have, you know, obviously Bijan on here. And you and I are in agreement here. And so I love this one. This one's from, uh, this is Jake. Let me just... Let me box some of these off okay so Jake Bijan running back one by 20 points and this is 510 nice nice prediction receipt season look at these on the board $50 supers get your receipt put on the board we'll reflect on it all year And if anybody ever wants to know what they are, I got them on screen so I can pull them up at any time. So we're going to put Jake's on here. Jake's got one. And that is this one right here. $50 hauler. Bijan, number one running back in 2023 by at least 20 points. I like it. That's fire, bro. Okay, so let me put these away. And we'll get back to business. If anybody has another one they want to drop, drop it live. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Receipt season, baby. Receipt season. Lancaster, I love yours. Aloha, I love yours. I love everybody's bold prediction. Drop it like it's, you know, like it's nothing. Thank you, Jake. Uh, Charbonnet will outscore Gibbs. Well, uh, Tram, you got you to gotta drop it. You got to drop it everyone is sleeping on the bangles i said burrow would throw for 5k george from the bay at some point drop it on the board klondike everyone told me i was a fool when i did it what did you do klondike klondike says i have hurt so i wanted the stack what did you do klondike klondike says i was watching the last stream and i traded eckler for ajb straight up is that in a dynasty leak and I, honestly, in a redraft, you're drafting A.J. Brown ahead of Eckler. So how on earth is anybody uh, shocked by that? If it's even, you know what I'm saying? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Aloha dropping his second bowl prediction. I don't think there's much prediction. So Kincaid top five this season. Love this prediction. Uh, you, you sure don't want to go a little higher, like four? Just, just to kind of dip in a little more? Are we going top five? Uh, also, it's your turn for the Garrett Wilson draft. Okay, I'll take a look at that um, when we go in. Or no, I'll look right now while I'm talking to you guys. Uh, but yeah, I love this prediction. Let me go to the board now. Uh, $50 hauler prediction, receipt season. Let's put it up on the board. This one I absolutely love. This one's fantastic. Kincaid top five. This is another one from Aloha. There's no, there's no, no, There's no limit to the amount of... $50 bold predictions you can drop. So $50 hauler from Aloha. Uh, Aloha's got his already on here. Trey Lance next hurts Super Bowl win for the for the Bang or for the San Francisco 49ers. Um 5'9. So on 5'10, one day later. Aloha again. Kincaid, top five, tight end, and what was the other part of that prediction, Kincaid top five this season, also it's your turn, okay, that's it, so that's five, and this is uh, five, ten. I like that one. I like that one, buddy boy. These are some good predictions. Kincaid. I love Kincaid. I don't, bro, I get the biggest smile on my face when I think about Kincaid. I, if that's not an indication, guys, of my gut really driving home a prediction is when I'm just like, I'm like giddy about it. Like, I, I just think about owning Kincaid and Dynasty, you know, getting him at that five or six rookie pick where people are like, "Huh, that's early. It's, it's Smitty. <laughs> like Kincaid, I get so excited. I get so excited thinking about Kincaid. Honestly, get kincaid I mean, really, really. get Kincaid Aloha I changed it to Super Bowl to show in Super Bowl so they just have to show in the Super Bowl so I fixed it for you I appreciate that um, Aloha and the clarification Kincaid top five is reasonable Um, Trey Trey said no it's not reasonable is that what you're saying Trey Trey definitely uh, let me know Uh, phone lines are open if I missed anybody's phone call I apologize I've been dealing with the the $50 hollers putting them on the board I love this board so far I love this board so far. Let me take a photo of it and put it on screen so you guys can actually see it. Let's put this on screen, and uh, and you guys can take a little gander at it. But I love this. This is this this is better than the door in a way. I got all your names on the door still. I remember when we told Miss Mitty she came into the the, the studio here in the office, and I said, hey. I'm 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 putting people's names on the door that that give twenty dollar haulers, and she goes. Her expression was like, "Okay," and I I was like, "Miss Smitty, we can repaint it with one of the super chats. We'll be fine." So she's like, "Okay, we'll go." <laughs> <laughs> go go ahead. We'll go ahead and do it. We'll do it this time. <laughs> we'll go ahead. It's okay. Smitty, Miss Smitty approved. We gotta have a Miss Smitty approved button. Uh, but yeah. So. This is more exciting to me. We're going to wipe it clean at the end of the year and do it again next year. But $50 haulers, put your, your prediction on the board. Uh, Kincaid is going to be a steal at eight. I love Kincaid, bro. I love Kincaid. Just curious, what were the top five tight end numbers last season? I don't know. Off the top of my head, I don't know. Um, this is like funeral music. It, Bro, it's... <sighs> It's just King Cade getting crowned. It's like a crowning ceremony. And that's that's the king. That's Elvis essentially, right? The king. He's the king, King Kate. He's getting crowned, bro. What kind of music you want? He's getting crowned. Look at. We got Mado dropping another $50 wad, Mado. Wants on the bold prediction board this one looks nice bold prediction number two this this is his second Pollard Gibbs Najee finished top six McCaffrey Jonathan Taylor Eckler finished outside top five this is probably look honestly even over the 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 Kincaid and Bijan predictions not saying that anybody has to redo theirs or anything because it's already on the board it's locked but to put all of this in one if Matt O nails all of these, he will win. Cause there's there's a complicated prediction. Like the, this is like doing a, a seven you know team parlay. <laughs> but you gotta love it. So let's go over to the board and put it up. This one's th- this one's crazy. This one's really bold. This one's really bold. Okay, so this is Matt O. Five, ten, Matt. Oh, Pollard Pollard Gibbs Naji Naji Gibbs Top Six RB Top Six RBs McCaffrey, JT, Eckler, outside top five. Woo! CMC, Eckler. What is it? Eckler, JT. That's bold, bro. JT. Outside. Top five. RBs. That's bull, that's gonna win. Yeah, I mean if it go if it happens. If it happens it'll win. I'm not saying it's, it's for sure gonna win, but if it happens, Rockout says so Smitty, where is your grind house? That's true, rock out. That's true, rock out. Rockout's correct. This is grindhouse night. Grindhouse, baby. Grindhouse.
3: You are entering the panic chick.
0: Grindhouse. Grindhouse Grindhouse.com, ladies and gentlemen. Get your Grindhouse on. This is the most phenomenal apparel that I've ever put on. And let me just tell you something. We've got a nice, exciting announcement coming. Hats are on the way. And guess who's going to be making them? Grindhouse. I took my hats off of my merch store because I wasn't satisfied. I love the clothing. The clothing's phenomenal. I think hats are tough. Hats are tough because a lot of these companies that do drop ship merch and stuff and, and the and the merch we have, the merch we have is phenomenal. Um, the shirts are great. I love them. They're great quality. But, and this is for the brand, you know, not, the Grindhouse is separate. But I reached out to Grindhouse because I love Grindhouse. They're my boys. And I said, hey, look, I'm having a tough time getting a really good hat. And so Grindhouse is making them right now. They're going to have a patch on them so it'll be a a flex fit hat might be white i don't know if there'll be different color options there might that might have them and it's gonna have an actual like patch like a sewn amazing thick patch that will have the logo the fantasy football show logo here and probably here i think it'll be on both i don't know if there'll be maybe just the website here in the patch here we're still working it out but the hats are coming and and I'm super excited about it. But rock out, thank you for the reminder. Grindhouse go to grndhaus.com. I'll put that in the live chat right now. Get your Grindhouse apparel, please. These guys are amazing. We're going to give away one piece of uh, apparel every single uh, month at, the, at a minimum. Just, you know, and then we're going to do other, you know, promotions and stuff. Maybe we'll give away a couple hats like every couple of uh, months or whatever every quarter we'll give away like a little something something I don't know but we're definitely giving away a shirt a month um, and so get ready this shirts absolutely awesome if you look at the back so this is the Grindhouse shirt. they fit they fit unbelievably well and here's the back so the back ha- has all kinds of awesome designs on it this particular one is the uh, reptilicus reptilicus is one of my favorites a nice clean white Um, Reptilicus was an awesome, a lot of these are awesome shows from the olden days, uh, movies. So, check out Grindhouse. Get on over to G-R-N-D-H-A-U-S. Um, I'm gonna pin that link in the chat right now. Grindhouse.com. Uh, a mix of movies and hoodies. What's better? Godzilla, Frankenstein, Spider, Reptilicus. is absolutely phenomenal. We're giving away shirts. Um, I owe one to, I think it's Brian. Brian is the... The last winner. So he'll be the guy getting the shirt, I think, this month. Here's that uh, image of everybody's super chat so far, the $50 haulers that are on the board behind me. Uh, Guys, 112 of you in here, please punch that thumb up button. We only have 50 thumbs up. We can do better than that. Helps the channel out. Look at these. Aloha, Kincaid top five tight end. Jake, Bijan running back one by, uh, by by 20 points. Sorry about the sloppy writing. I can read it though. Kamara, Saints running back three, Lancaster. I might rewrite these in in a cleaner, a cleaner, uh, uh cleaner look. Matt O, Irv Smith, uh, top seven tight end, Cincinnati Super Bowl. Um, Tyler, this one's a freebie. Tyler says, "LOL, Bijan top tw- top twelve pick." Aloha, Trey Lance next hurts Super uh, uh, or San Francisco. I keep thinking Superflex when I see guys up now. San Francisco show in the Super Bowl. Those are all the bull predictions so far. And I appreciate all of you dropping those. It looks like we got one more from Aloha. Aloha's not done. You thought Aloha was done, but he's not done. Matt, oh, appreciate you dropping a, a super chat. Uh, Chiefs don't make the playoffs. Where am I? Where am I? This is about as bold as it gets. This is about as bold. Look, I'm giving him a standing ovation, not because I agree with it, but because this guy's trying to win the competition.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, man. Chiefs don't make the playoff. That is bold, bro. That is bold, bro. <laughs> like that. I don't know. Does anybody think that that's bolder than Matt O's that Matt O just put on the, on the board? Does anybody? Which one's bolder? Let's take a little vote real quick. If both of these worked out, because Mattos is like a, like a, a it's like a ten player. It's like a one, two, three, four, five, like six, seven team parlay, whatever. This is like a six or seven team parlay. This is hard to hit, but this is almost like one of those odds you go and it's like you could you have to bet you you could literally bet a dollar to win like ten grand. <laughs> Like ten thousand one odds. I would love to know which one is bolder. Well played Aloha, says Matt. You yeah, and it's not like, you know, these gotta land for you to win. But, but wow. Um Chapo Chapo says Aloha with the free fifty dollars to Smitty <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's such a tough one. Aloha is, is the boldest. Baked and boys says if both of these land Aloha wins. Uh, but bro, Matt, yours is still massively like bold. Um, <laughs> uh, George from the Bay says, "Let me come in and, and back up my boy Aloha a little bit." The AFC is stacked with ten teams that could get in, so it's reasonable. Mahomes' injury and they're done. That's true. Like, there's no injury. Like, if it happen, if an injury happens to Mahomes, that's that's all fair game. Aloha is gonna gonna win. Imagine if Mahomes went down. Aloha, look at this guy. Look how serious, like, we know this is the Batman, but maybe Aloha is the Batman. But I I picture him looking just like this. And if this Lance, if Mahomes, God, Mahomes gets hurt, knock on wood, I don't want him getting hurt. But if Mahomes were to get hurt, this man's walking straight into this live stream and saying, I won the bet. (laughs) We're all going to go, yes, sir. (laughs) Yes, sir, you did. That bet is on the way to getting paid. Without Mahomes, the Chiefs don't make the playoffs. It's like, let's say he went down early. That's crazy. We got another Chiefs missing the playoffs is Boulder. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, Matt O's is Boulder. Okay, Ricky likes Matt O's. Matt O's with six-leg parlay. That's, uh, that's eight months from now, says Chapo. Aloha is the Batman. Honestly, at this point, I believe he probably is. Okay, this is really good. <laughs> Let's put Aloha's new one on the board because this is phenomenal. Alright. So Aloha. Aloha's new one is Chiefs don't make the playoffs. Five ten. Aloha. Casey doesn't make playoffs. And you know what, just just because this is my lead dog, I'm going to kind of highlight it so it's easy to locate later when we're trying to say, what's the boldest one on the board? This is probably the boldest one. Mattos is very close. So Matt, you'll be right below him. I'll be able to identify yours. I'll remember, oh, the second boldest is right below Aloha's. But Aloha's is by far the boldest so far. That's I mean, that's KC... That's a good one. Let's see here. Maddo's. Let me see if Meadow. I got is on here. Okay. I think I got them all on here. So I'm going to keep them all on here. The original Super Chat as well. I'm going to keep the original Super Chat. So I don't know if you can hear me. Uh, original Super Chat is going to be, I think, kept on the screen too. I'm, I'm collecting them to make sure. Uh, Aloha says, I'm broke now. <laughs> Drops to 199. That's right, bro. That's right. Appreciate you, and uh, I, I can't thank you enough. Bold prediction: Smitty grows his hair back. Uh, not anymore, bro. I keep it thin because it it doesn't it doesn't grow like it used to. I am receding a little bit. Not that anybody, everybody is, but my hair doesn't get, look good grown out anymore. At least I get the, the little shadow. Uh, bold prediction. Damian Harris, top ten running back. Um, that I mean, that would that would be that would be a bold one. You you dropped a fifty on that one. You'd probably be in the mix for sure. All the money goes to Miss Smitty anyway, says uh, George from the Bay. Um, well, not entirely inaccurate. Did did someone make a bet with him to grow it out? No, no one did. I'm not grow. I like I like my hair tight. I'm not gonna make that bet. I look awful with my hair growing out these days as I get older. What is the over-under on bull predictions? Um, What is the over-under on bull predictions? I don't know, Matt. What do you mean, what is the over-under? What do you mean? What do you mean by that? Okay, so uh, Mike Thomas, we got that news out of the way. Mike Thomas had hardware taken out of his foot. Not looking like a good, uh, a good bet to, to help anybody in week one. Um, but they think he could be ready for week one. Optimistically, they're saying it. They're acting like it's going to gonna be the case. I don't think it will. And the other piece of news, in case anybody is late, Alvin Kamara. Um, Alvin Kamara, uh, according to head coach Dennis Allen, they've got no indication from the league on anything. And so you, certainly we, we got to prepare the possibility, possibility that we don't have him, and that's why they drafted Kendra Miller. I will say if you draft Kamara, you should draft Kendra Kendray Miller. You gotta. You gotta. I want my big big package deal if Judy places five five spots over London. I gotta put that over here on the board. I want my I want the big package deal if Judy places five spots over London. What is our no, let's go back to the original trade trade. What was it? It was it was uh Judy outscores London. London, right? Judy outscores London for a What was it? Which package was it? The $99 package? I think that's what it was. Are you drafting on underdog tonight? Roger, I think we will. I think we will. Let's go ahead and take care of that. Let's do that live. Let's do that live. Let's get into a draft right this very second. Let's go in, broskies. Let's do it. Let's do it. Doing it live. Alvin Kamara, that news. Let's get that out of the way. Let's get this right here. Let's get this out of the way. This is a uh, wrong one. This is, um, oh yeah, this is good. Uh, Black Friday football. This is a good one. The first ever Black Friday game just announced on Black Friday. The Dolphins at the New York Jets. That is a fantastic game. Hopefully two is healthy and everything's going good. And I, I can't wait to, uh, that's awesome. That's a good game. This right here, Christmas Day, Giants-Eagles, that's phenomenal, that's a great game, that's a great game, Rockout dropping another, uh, Smitty gets an invite as a kicker in August, that's a good one, can you imagine, I probably wouldn't take, I mean, I, I would do it, I would, who are we kidding, I would do it, I would do it, but I would live stream still every night in the hotel room, you know, I figure it out. I wouldn't leave you guys hanging, but I'd do both of them. We'd 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 live stream it. I have the ninth re- round ninth. I have a ninth round receiver bold take coming soon. Golf says, okay, golf, we'll be looking out for it. Appreciate you. All right, let's get into the the best ball draft. We're gonna swipe over to the third card, which is the puppy. I'm not. I'm gonna click it, but not click enter yet. Okay, so I want to give people a chance. The link um, is—I don't know if I pinned it in the live chat yet. I think I pinned the grindhouse link, guys. Make sure you click on that grindhouse link, okay? Go visit my boy's grindhouse. I'm gonna put the new link in here. This is for the draft. I'm gonna pin that right now. You have to be, you know, on Underdog. Um, Use that code Smitty, which is in the link. Just click the link and it'll put the code in for you. Underdog fantasy promo code Smitty. Puppy drafts, five dollars in entry, five hundred k in prizes. Um, 75000 goes to the first place, second place gets 40000 and so on. All the prizes are right there. It's 0. .5 PPR. Passing touchdowns are four points. Every other touchdowns worth six. One quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, one flex, and 10 bench spots. Click the green button now to get in. We're all jumping in. I'm going to wait. Four, three, two, one. Because of the YouTube delay, I'm getting in there. Six more to start, so plenty of you are going to be able to file on in and get into this. Um, Kenobi says, "Can we draft for you?" Uh, I will. Yeah, I will try. But the only problem is there's a YouTube delay, and with that 25 second timer, it, it's usually chaotic. And and whenever I've tried this, I've I've timed out. But you guys can give me your suggestions while we're looking. Like, start dropping names ahead. Look at the board and tell me who I should go with, okay? One more to start, and this draft will begin in 45 seconds after it fills. One more to start. Use that link in the live chat. It's pinned. Use the link in the description if you're watching this video later and you want to get signed up ahead of time to get into the next draft series. And we draft every single. Of course, I'm live 7 p.m. Monday through Friday, whenever news breaks like this live stream tonight. And then I'm live Thursday, Friday, Saturday, so... Tomorrow's Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, our live draft marathon, uh, nights every single week from now until kickoff Thursday, Friday, Saturday, very easy to remember three days in a row. We kick off our, our draft weekend early on Thursday and Thursday, Friday, Saturday, midnight Eastern. That's how we roll. That's when we draft. Um, Trey says, Trey, what was our, what was our thing? Look, I'm drafting from the five spot. Trey. Trey, what was it? Judy finishes five spots over London is the best bull prediction. No cap. That would, be, that would be pretty good. If you drop that uh on a $50 hauler, you might be at a real good shot to win that. But what was the uh what was the thing that we had? Do we have one or no? Kincaid won't be top five. Laughing emoji. How are you gonna laugh at that? How are you gonna laugh at that? Drake Slander. Judy finishes five spots. I want my big package. What was our our little agreement, Trey Trey? Did we have one or no? All right, here we go. It's go time. Number one overall pick is Justin Jefferson. Jamar Chase goes to Aloha. Who apparently wasn't completely broke because he was able to get into a $5 holler draft. So, awesome to hear. Glad to see you. And again, appreciate you very, very much. Bijan's gone, of course. Um, At this point, without being able to trade down like my video today highlights, I'd probably go Tyreek Hill. No, no. I got a lot of Tyree kill. I'm gonna go Cooper Cup in this draft. I just want one share of them. Oh Trey, that's right. I said I didn't want to keep handing out and doing them. Um, London versus Judy. I'll do. I'll do the $99 holler one or the $99. You do the $99 lifetime content membership, or I give it to you if you want to do that, Trey. On on. On just Judy versus London. And then I can't keep doing those because I'm gonna I'm gonna lose track of them and everybody. I'll write it on the board though. So if you want to do that, I'll throw it on the board trade. But that's the last one for now. For now. T D strikers, Ron Navy's in the building. RDJ Sports is on the on is in this one. We got uh, Ryan Johnson in here. We've got uh, George from the bay. We've got uh gladiator in here, Aloha. We're filling this one up. This is a bunch of our, our crew in here. Uh, Kelsey went number 7 Tyreek Hill went number 6 where did Ron Navy go Ron Navy's drafting from the 10 spot and he's on the clock right now AJ Brown went 9 Diggs went 8 Kelsey went 7 Tyreek Hill went 6 Rockout's dropping a super chat here look at this bad boy Rockout says how do we keep getting in the wrong draft I don't know, my guy. Maybe the streams is like delayed for you or something. I don't know. Make sure you're uh, all caught up. Sick nasty says, "Can we run a full PPR dynasty startup draft?" Um, I don't control the scoring. Most of these formats are all .5 PPR to accommodate all of the non PPR people and all the PPR people. So best ball is usually all P- .5. Do I have to buy? If I lose, I don't have any money. Well, <laughs> do I have to buy if I lose? I, yeah, be well. That's the whole point of of these. So <laughs> you're coming in with a bold prediction, and you're saying this is going to happen, and I'm like, what are you talking about? And then that's where we start arguing. They go, fine, you want to do a little, little, uh, little, little challenge. So deals off. Deals off, Trey. Appreciate you though. Appreciate you, Aloha. Yeah, we'll do we'll do mock drafts. We'll do PPR mock drafts for sure. And we'll probably have a big, big tournament draft. Okay, so don't worry, hang tight. You guys gotta stop taking Olave. You guys are gonna ruin Olave's value. Man, Alave is that one of ours? I think DJ Speedy's one of ours. Play the odds game, guys. Don't don't reach so high for somebody. Don't reach so high for somebody. T- t- take other players and you know enjoy the, that draft slot. You know instead of forcing your draft slot into another one by taking because like Alave at thirteen, that's like the highest you're gonna see. like. That's that's like I'm not saying he's not gonna earn that necessarily, but that's gonna. That's going to leave a mark over and over and over. And you got to plan, you know, plan accordingly. Like the the maybe, maybe things won't go exactly like we planned. But the, the the sniping is crazy inside our community. It's becoming increasingly difficult to see these guys go higher, 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 higher. Um. I got to be the only one who thinks Wilson shouldn't be taken in the first two rounds. I think you're not the only one to think he should fall to the top of two, but you're probably the only person on the planet, King, that doesn't think Garrett Wilson should be a sec at least a second rounder. Yeah, you'd be, you'd be on the board there. You dropped a $50 holler. That would be one of the league dog candidates for, for a bold prediction. I'll tell you that right now. I'll tell you that right now, my guy. That's uh. Let's any anybody want to confirm with King that you you agree with King's statement? Somebody somebody be bold enough and don't just try and agree just to to be that oddball. Like, does anybody truly believe? Um, anyone have experience with auction drafts? We do them all the time, bro. I got auction content all the time. Hang hang tight for it. Does anybody believe what he just said? That Garrett Wilson. I appreciate you being bold and saying it, but. Yeah, I, I, that's crazy. Let's see. I got, let me go. It's a little early here, but not really. I mean, Brees Hall, Brees Hall is in the late second round. I need an RB. I've got Cooper Cup already. We'll go Brees. Lucas, hell no. Love the early wide receiver strategy with the mid-round QB running back. Great value. Late golf says... Yeah, it can be. It can be. Garrett Wilson put up one thousand yards with no quarterback, says Max. Yeah, Wilson is insane and now he has a Hall of Fame quarterback. This is all what I'm saying. Nah, I'm a Garrett Wilson truther. Garrett Wilson put up a thousand yards. Um that's a, that's a that's one of the boldest things I've ever heard. Not even a top twenty four overall player, Garrett Wilson. He's uh, you know, he's climbing in this first round in our group, but he's really like a 13, 14, 15 overall player. But I don't know. Our group is drafting so much, I have a feeling we're gonna we're gonna ruin his ADP. We're gonna ruin Garrett Wilson's ADP. This is latest I've seen him go in a while in our group, too. We've taken him at like six, five. That's crazy. It's too early. It's too early. Don't ruin his ADP. Chris Olave at 13 is too early. This is almost take a lap material. We're we're you're ruining, you're taking the blueprint. And you're showing you're you're showing everybody your hand too. Like this is. We gotta pump the brakes on the reaching, guys. Um, I'm gonna cue Burrow in case I time out. I'm just looking around. I'll go, Joseph. He's a guy that like you can take in the third, even if he could fall to round four. You know, you don't know that you're going to get him, and reaching a, a half a round in best ball is not a big deal in that context. Taking Alave at thirteen, it's it's not as big of a deal as I'm making it out to be. It's in terms of one draft. You know what I mean, like. Could I see myself taking him at 14 or 15, which is just one or two spots later? In all honesty, I want to say like I could see it happening, but the thing is I wouldn't do it on the regular, and I feel like some people are going to do it every time. Um, Smitty's the biggest reacher. I don't think Joe Burrow at the middle of the third round is a reach, though, pal. He can fall to four, but it's not a guarantee, especially in our group. You know, at this point, all the reaching has been done, and we're literally drafting players at a different level now. There's a scarcity already at play. There's a scarcity at play right now that quite honestly... What do I got here? Phone calls. there's a scarcity at play that that Joe Burrow is not really a reach right now because of all the reaching that's already been done. You guys already ruined his ADP. I thought I was a Jets fan, I could get him in the third. Jake, you were never going to get him in the third. That that that's just that, that's wishful thinking that never even there was never even a possibility. That was before we even touched it. He was a late second rounder maybe. But he was never never in the third round. Yeah, Peanut Butter's right. I make calculated reaches. I feel like I do. I feel like I don't make stupid reaches. I make calculated reaches. I'm not saying anybody in here is making stupid reaches. I'm just saying. Let me just say this, though. Okay, DJ Speedy may have reached, but this is where in best ball, it's a little different. You can still recover. He's got a fire team. Okay? DJ Speedy has Fields, ETN, CD Lamb, and Alave. I don't think the reaching really hurt it, hurt him, but what it's going to do is hurt Alave's value is all I'm saying. So like w- one-off situation, you know, it doesn't it doesn't really, it's not a big deal, but like if you start taking Alave there and you do four drafts a day and people that are in your draft see him go there and so they think about the next draft, like the cascading effect of doing that impacts thousands of people. You taking Alave at 13 overall in let's say, 12 drafts impacts thousands because all those people that see it and then they think a little bit about letting the slip next time and they don't and then that impacts you know the 12 people or the 11 other people that saw that and so on like it's a it's an infection so you just got to be a little careful thinking oh it's it's not going to affect anything it's one time but you know it definitely it definitely can definitely can affect in fact, a, a lot of different things. Uh, Ryan Johnson's on the clock. Then WS is on the clock. So we'll call him five ten. Five tens on the clock. You crazy? Who's crazy? Who's crazy? Who's crazy, bro? Um, I really would have liked Lo- See, you're not going to get things like London to fall in this kind of draft. Who's my Brees Hall Cooper Cup? I really would have liked London to fall. That would have been a great pick. But I still don't mind the Kenneth Walker. I mean, that squad's pretty solid. Brees Hall, Walker, Cooper Cup, Burrow. I mean, a month ago, you couldn't have got that. But it's a different different uh, situation. George from the Bay. Let's see what, what kind of reach in George, George has been up to. Not bad, bro. Doesn't look like a lot of reach to me. 21 for Pollard. A little higher, but not bad. Not, not crazy. 28 for Henry. I don't mind that. This is a good running back stable. DJ Moore, quietly your your wide receiver one. I don't mind that. Yes, really overrated ADP hasn't played in two years. I agree with Ron. There's just no way I'm taking. I'm sorry the phone lines. Uh Ron's calling in. I'm sorry, guys, if I didn't see the phone line. If anybody wants to dial in, the phone lines are open. I agree with you, Ron. I think one of the most overvalued, not that I'm not I'm rooting for him. And guys, hit that thumb up button. There's there's 70 thumbs up, 121 of you in here. Not that I'm rooting against him. I'm very much rooting. I'm a huge Jacksonville supporter. Like, I love the Jags. I love I love me some, some T-Law dog. Like, T-Law to the moon. Absolute to the moon. And, I, and I'm super pumped about Ridley, moon. and I really hope he proves this wrong. But it's about ADP. It's about cost of entry, risk versus reward. Saying that he's overvalued and avoiding him doesn't mean I don't like him. It just means that when you start taking Ridley, where did he go in this draft run?
3: Um, he was uh, probably about forty-one. Received above Christian Watson, so he, he went was up f- there with Debo.
0: Yeah, he went in the middle. It's, it's high. It's really high. Uh, he
3: said I'm crazy. He said I'm crazy. But I'm not taking Debo with a a messed up quarterback room that 49ers have. I'm sorry. And I'm not taking Ridley that hasn't played in two years. That ADP is way too high, I feel. I'm taking Christian Watson, who I saw play last year. And I think he's going to even do better this year. So, yeah. I'm not crazy. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think
0: so at all. It's it's a it's a tough co- it's a tough call to make when to invest in Ridley. I, I get that because I do love I do love Ridley Ridley's story, you know that we might see unfold where it's like, dude's counted out. He's wearing number zero, right? Isn't he wearing zero? He's wearing number zero. A lot of players wearing zero. It's gonna either come back to bite him like they're they're a zero, <laughs> or it's like this is this is a cool a cool number that a lot of people are taking on. But but I think he's zero, isn't he? Can someone confirm? I think I remember seeing that. So, Ridley out for two years. We have Ricky Williams as an example. Michael Vick is an example of players that took off a major amount of time that was not season ending injury related, where they were back training and they're still in the mix of it all. They're still absorbing the offense. And, like, it's you know, he took time off, walked away from the sport. And and even Watson, Watson's is in that wheelhouse too because it wasn't like Watson suffered an injury. He's been sitting out. You know, he was sitting out. So Watson, what do we see happen to Watson? Watson did not look to form. He did not look to form. So I don't know. I don't know that, that you know, we have a lot of relevant like examples that have happened lately. Lev Bell sat out. Lev Bell was garbage. So Watson's, you know, Watson was held out, but he still same concept came back, did not look good. So I'm very, very, very much, uh, I would say, pessimistic about about what we're gonna get out of Calvin uh, out of Calvin Ridley. But I'm very hopeful. So I want people to understand, I'm rooting for him. Uh, Here's the board. I'm sorry I wasn't showing the board guys while I was talking. So where are we at right now? We're at Chris Godwin, Christian Kirk, uh, Aaron Jones, George Kittle, Michael Pittman, Terry McLaurin, Keenan Allen. Um, I took Kyle Pitts and now we're on the turn here heading into round six. Godwin just went. uh, Traded AJ Brown and ETN for Amon Ross St. Brown in the 1.5 in this year's rookie draft. Let's evaluate this trade. Traded ETN for Amon Raw in the 1.5. Um, Give me Amon Raw in the 1.5. All day long. All day. Like, arguably, St. Brown goes ahead of ETN. How are you getting a 1.5 on top of that? Got him. I, I can understand somebody needing a running back or you're on the clock and you take etn over saint brown like that's not crazy like i I can understand doing that i understand it but but to get a 1.5 on top of it when value wise you shouldn't have gotten that to begin with it was that's a crazy that's i don't know if that's veto police but it's it's close uh ron taking george pickens smart because i would have taken him I would have taken him on Navy. AJ Brown as well. Yeah, AJ Brown is in there. What are we talking about, AJ Brown? What about AJ Brown? Love AJ Brown. Worry about his knees, but love AJ Brown. AJ Brown is a monster.
3: I was on mute. I, I almost uh, actually bypassed Dickinson and took Addison. I was thinking about it.
0: I mean... I don't hate I don't hate it i don't agree with it but I don't hate it like I understand it i understand it mike Evans just went um I'm on the clock here nor will be I don't love these wide receivers here I don't think I'm gonna force wide receiver here because I don't love wide re- i don't love the options
3: <sighs> you only got one so far yeah. I you had more
0: than that. And, I, you know, I, I would take one, but I don't want to force it. I don't like these options. The question is do I just go Charbonnet because he's not going to be there in this group on the way back? I got Walker. Should I just take him here? It's early, but. Yeah,
3: you could. You could, but I mean, why not try an Addison? I mean, he might surprise you.
0: I'm just going to do it because you guys are going to snipe me. And this team is really, really good. Joe Burrow, Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, Charbonnet, Cooper Cup, Kyle Pitts. I'm 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 weak at wide receiver, but again, I didn't I didn't want to go wide receiver there, so I'll just take Charbonnet. But that's the earliest anybody should ever even contemplate him. And the only reason I'm doing it is because you guys have, it's been snipe city. This is a, this is essentially like the the top of the seventh round right now. That's how it really feels looking at the draft board because we've all sniped the hell out of each other. So right now, not nowhere near the amount of players you really like at 68 overall are actually even there. My brother is telling me I lost the trade, but I'm not sure, maybe got a little less value, but I'm getting younger assets. Uh did I get the trade wrong? Did you did I get the wrong did you did I have the wrong side of it? What was it? I don't know. Garrett oh. says Smitty you just reached thirty two picks, bro. What the heck is he
3: talking about?
0: He's thirty two picks. He's not thirty-two picks, he's going around seven. <laughs> yeah, how did I reach thirty two picks? Look at this squad, Garrett. This squad does this does this squad not get you excited, Garrett? It gets me excited. Burrow Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, Charbonnet, Cooper Cup, Pitts. I'm pretty excited, Garrett. I don't think I lost anything at the wide receiver position. Everybody that was kind of there is still there. I don't know how I feel about this crew. I might... I might go with a guy that I really, really, really like right here. Smitty's lost right now. How am I lost, Trey? The phone line's right here. Really, really? You, you call in and tell me. You tell me how I'm lost. I, I feel completely fine. I'm lost 0%, Trey Trey. You're lost. Your team's lost as you don't know what to do at quarterback. Uh, You know who I might go with right here? Kind of a nice little sleeper in this territory. I'm going to go Dotson.
3: Yeah, he is. Everybody forgets about Dotson,
0: but he, he was doing well last year, and he's sure-handed. Harris is calling in. Ricky Ricky Hernandez just said get Dotson. Already did. He's on the roster, pal. Uh, Jake with the $5 holler. Hang tight real quick. Uh, Harris, hang tight while I read this super chat. Jake says, I was a member two years ago. Until YouTube banned me during COVID, I uh, you loved Mims. You think he can be a player with Rogers? Um, I loved him also. I don't think so, man. I, I think there's a couple guys that I've liked in the past that did not translate whatsoever. I liked Mims a lot, Denzel Mims a lot um, back. You know when he entered the NFL, I thought Nikhil Harry had a lot of upside, and they both got destroyed by by the decisions of their team. To not use them, not throw them out there, not get them get their feet wet, it was ridiculous. Both those guys fell off the face of the earth completely; just became nothing burgers, you know. So, um, catching, I'm catching stray says Trey Trey. Smitty is condoning reaching behavior. I think you got to understand, though, what we're dealing with here, Hod. We're dealing with an already reach environment where we're all just getting sniped left and right. And literally, I'm taking a guy that is about a round earlier than normal because we're we've, we're looking at a different board than you'd be looking at in a general si- situation. But tell me how I'm reaching with this team, my guy. You tell me that's pretty good. Cooper Cup and Dodson's actually a pretty crafty wide receiver crew, considering I didn't go wide receiver 2 shopping until 77 overall. I kind of like it. I like it. Mingo was
3: his name-o. M I N G O, and Mingo was his name
0: Me and George going back to back in another best ball draft. Jordan Love will be top five QB Smitty. Logan, drop it on the uh bowl prediction board. Man, I really wanted I really wanted a couple of these guys that got taken. That was disappointing. I lost one of one of my guys I wanted. You
1: know, what's up, Smitty?
0: What's up, pal? Sorry I didn't mean to keep you hanging there. Who is this? This is uh Harris. Harris.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm I'm the Sesh Lake Show in the chat. Oh, what's up, pal? I yo, what's up, man? Uh so I made a trade last night at like four a.m. I was just awake on like sleeper, just looking at some trades. And Thank I sent Jake. one. I woke up, it got accepted, and I sent AJ Brown and ETN for Amon Ross, Sam Brown, and the one oh five this year. Uh, say it again. AJ draft.
0: Brown and what? Amon
1: Ross or AJ Brown and ETN for Amon Ross St. Brown and uh, the 105 this year.
0: AJ Brown and ETN for Amon Ross and the 1.5. Didn't we just see that one? That was a different one, right?
1: Yeah, I think you saw AJ Brown in the trade though.
0: Okay, AJ Brown and ETN for Amon Ross and the 1.5. I probably, it depends on who falls at 1.5, but I'd probably rather have AJ Brown and ETN. I mean, they're already both, you know, highly ranked, and you don't, I don't even know what you're getting at 1.5. So if I had to lean that direction, I would, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, my, my only reasoning was just because the Monroe is younger and has, I think, could have a higher ceiling than AJ Brown, but that's like saying a lot. It's just kind of like a little bit of a reach. But I think Jameer Gibbs could uh, definitely outperform uh, ETN. Yeah.
0: Yeah. As Sandu says it's super flex. What super flex? Yeah, let's put it on the board. Give it, give it to me one more time. Uh, me?
1: Yeah, AJ Brown, ETN. Or uh, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and uh, the 105 this year, yeah. and the super flex. It is a super flex. Okay. Yeah, that does factor a
0: little bit. Sandu's right; that does factor in a little bit. <sighs> yeah, but uh, who's going to be there in this superflex draft? And if and if not, then like, could Gibbs be there? Or is Gibbs going to
1: yeah, go? Yeah, I wouldn't crowd be because I'm I'm weak in the QB area.
0: I mean, if it was Gibbs, I would smash it. If it's Gibbs, it works out really well. If it's not Gibbs and it's like Levis and you're forcing yourself to go Levis and you know, let's say it goes Bijan, um, Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, so Bijan, Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, Gibbs, and then you've got that five pick, then I don't like it. If you get Gibbs or one of those two quarterbacks, then it's pretty solid.
1: You're Sorry. not too high on Stroud.
0: No. I know Ron is Ron's on the line really? I, I, I don't mind Stroud He's. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback Or that he's not going to be efficient Or you know But do I think he's on the same level Personally I don't yet And I'm open minded to it Like if I see it But do I think he's on the same level I don't
3: Yeah in my opinion I think Stroud's going to be The best rookie quarterback this year That's my opinion it differs from what Smitty thinks.
1: I think he's the most NFL ready quarterback, yeah, of this class.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not he...
3: saying that. I don't think Young might overtake him at some point, but but as far as this year goes, I think uh, Stroud will be the be the best uh, rookie performer this year.
0: Yeah. Uh, Garrett saying Charbonnet ADP is 100. His ADP is, what is his ADP on here? What? I don't think it's at 100. Maybe, maybe it is. I don't know. But the problem is, bro, he's been getting sniped. And and in this particular build, I kind of need it. I kind of need it. And I w- I wouldn't do that in a normal draft setting. And like I said earlier, Garrett, I don't know if your ears were clogged. But I said in a one-off situation, it's okay. Just As long as people aren't drafting Alave every single time there. I just told you, Speedy ended up with a phenomenal team. But if Speedy's going to end up drafting Alave there every time, it's going to become a problem. So to do things in one-off situations aren't bad. And not to mention, we're talking about the 6th and 7th round. You're really complaining about 6th and 7th and 8th round ADP. That's so much further down the track. Like you... That's not a big deal, bro. Taking somebody a round or two ahead in a six-round territory is not the same as taking somebody at at 12 overall. Like, it's very, very, very different. Like, me taking Mingo, I took Mingo. Mingo was down there a ways, but I need a wide receiver very badly, and I thought it was a very, very smart pick for me to go Cooper Cup, Dotson, Mingo, Um, because I'm going pretty light on my number wide receiver two and three, so I reached a little bit on Mingo. But overall, are you really gonna say this team looks uh, looks like it's been affected by my reaching tactics? Burrow, Brees, Hall, Walker, Charbonnet, Camara, Cooper, Cup, DeSean, uh, Dehan, uh Dotson, Jahan Dotson, uh, Jonathan Mingo, and Kyle Pitts. I don't think so, bro. That's a really good squad, really good squad. But appreciate your super chat, Garrett. Uh yeah, yeah, so Harris, it depends on what you get, bro. You get Gibbs or one of those quarterbacks. In my view, I think it's a smash. I'm just not huge on Stroud, but Stroud will be okay for you if you're desperate at quarterback. Like that's a that's better than nothing, bro. It's better than going out there in the Baker Mayfield and, and not working out and then you have nobody. Like Stroud's a starter, but is he a fantasy football monster? I don't I just don't get that vibe at all, bro. I just I don't think he's gonna be a fantasy football monster. But you know what? In fairness I wasn't sure what to make of Fields. I was hot and cold on Fields. There were times where I did not like Fields. I didn't think Fields would necessarily translate because I didn't think Chicago was going to set him up for success, and they did not. And but he escaped. You know, he did get banged up, but he escaped any kind of crazy, you know, season-ending injury um, for the most part. And, you know, I I I really think, you know, Fields turned, me, turned my mind around. So could Stroud? Sure. I'm open-minded to it, bro. I'm very open-minded to it. I'm not against Stroud. I just don't see it right now. I see Bryce Young being magical on the field. I see Anthony Richardson defying logic from a physical perspective. He's just a specimen. The, the most athletic player to ever, player, not just quarterback, player, to ever come out of the combine. So there's reasons to, like envision him running the ball in this with the same the same coach that really took hurts and turned hurts into what you know hurts became so it's like now you've got a guy that's you know sculpted hurts now going over to sculpt the same similar player it's you know it's pretty exciting
1: yeah definitely do you have uh anthony richardson over bryce young
0: uh, i go, you know i've gone back and forth i, I really have uh, I like I like Young more, but from a fantasy football perspective, the amount of running that that Anthony Richardson is going to do, I guess I would lean Richardson if I was on the clock in fantasy. But I'll be rooting for and liking Bryce Young better. Um, they can coexist, like you know, fantasy production, and you know, it's not like he can't be, you know, an elite, uh, running or uh, running quarterback and passing quarterback, just like. Um, I'm sorry, hold on one second Let me take I'll take Sky Moore here I think you could definitely Like evolve in the same Capacity, like be an elite quarterback In the NFL, be an elite fantasy quarterback Whereas Stroud could be a very efficient Good quarterback But I don't know, it'll be one of those rare Quarterbacks that is good in football But not like elite in fantasy Like in my opinion, my early take on it I could be wrong I could be completely wrong, but that's kind of my, my vibe. You know, I, I, I think, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I I was wrong about, you know, fields for, for the most part early on. I did not feel like he was going to turn into what he did, but Hey man, it's all about adjusting and adapting. You can't hit everything from the inception, you know, from everybody's trying to be first on it. You know, like, Oh, I was there when he was born, you know, I was the one that caught Anthony, you know, Richardson, I was the one that caught him. He was falling out but of now, the womb, and I'm the one that caught him. <laughs> you know, like sometimes you're a little late, but it doesn't matter.
3: We know now, Smitty. You know now what? We know. We we know now. You said at first you weren't on field, and it took you a while to come around field. So you definitely have something against those Ohio State quarterbacks. No,
0: are. I don't. I don't have any. I never. I never hold team against field, player.
3: Crowd.
0: No, I never hold team against, I never hold, yeah, but I never, I just want to make it clear, I never hold team against player, ever. I know a lot of people do that, play that game. No, I know, I know, I'm just clarifying though, that I don't play that game. I know a lot of people do, and it's a a crazy game to play in my opinion, when people do that, like, like as if, yeah, as if, as if you can't overcome those obstacles, you know, like you got to look at the whole totality of it all. If if you can pinpoint team, you know, sabotaging players' success at the NFL, you can maybe draw some conclusions. If you can prove it to me, and you could say, "Hey, it's this scheme," and you prove that that scheme make sets the quarterback up for failure. They hit the NFL. They don't know how to do this. They don't know how to do that. That makes logical sense. But when you see a player you know, do things that is outside of that whole, like, okay, this is a scheme that doesn't work at the NFL. You see someone like Bryce Young navigating on the fly and then you blame team on it. I don't like that, but I could, I could see it happening with a certain, you know, a certain situation, but I I, I never saw that with Ohio state. I didn't feel that way with Ohio state. I mean, maybe we've talked about it at one point or another, like questioning it. Like, is this a thing? I mean, that's human nature. But I'm not a big, I'm not a big like, like I loved uh, Christian Watson. I love Christian Watson coming out of college. And people said, small school, Trey Lance's school. He's not going to translate. He's just, what about Randy Moss? What about Randy Moss? What about a a bunch of different, you know, players that played in small schools, small situations? And like, you know, I I just don't, if the talent's there, the talent's there. But what the small school can do, is make a team pass on a player or a small school can make the draft capital so low that the player doesn't work out. But if the player has high draft capital with a small school, small school doesn't matter anymore. As long as the the eye test is passed and they did very well to combine to support your eye test like Christian Watson. Christian Watson passed my eye test like with flying colors and I loved the kid. I wanted him to be paired with Trey because I thought that would have been a good then God, he didn't go to San Francisco because San Francisco would have ruined him. They didn't even play Danny Gray. They didn't even use Danny Gray. They spent what, a, what was it, a second-round pick on him. Didn't even use him. Complete waste. Complete waste. Like what a debacle. Probably have no intention of using him this year. Um.
3: Anyway. <laughs> back to the good old San Francisco
0: (laughs) yeah well there's a lot of reasons to talk about them when they're always in the news about this stuff and it's all controversial it's not like you know that's the one thing the reason we talk about them a lot is because there's a lot of negative impact that happens you know fantasy wise not just like oh this is my team or it's not my team I'm not a Niner fan at all I'm a Cardinal fan same division so I'm, I'm anything but a Niner fan But I I have a lot of Niner followers. I I respect them greatly. Oh, man. I don't know what to do here, Ron. (laughs) I'm so tempted to go like, I was so tempted to go Trey. But is he even going to get a fair shot? And then even if I got Trey, and let's say I went back and got Purdy later, Sam Darnold could be the starter. The way this thing's rolling, you know, it's just like, it's ridiculous. Uh, 12-team t- PPR, I take James Cook in round 7 for running back 2. James Cook? Is that Jay Cook? I'm sure that's what he means. Jay Cook in round 7 as a running back 2 usually when I start. The QB running back, three wide receivers, too high. I would say too high. Look at the suggested rank, but James Cook isn't a guy I'm targeting at all. I'm I'm Dam- Damian Harris is in the picture. They rotate, you know, their RBs. They don't use them the same as other teams. Um, I don't know that I'm very keen on him being my running back too. Maybe like my fourth running back, but not my running back too, bro. Not at all. Not at all. I don't like that one single bit. Not one single bit. So I'll I'll probably go Trey here, I guess. I'm rooting for Trey so bad, I just think he's set up for failure. I don't even know. There was a comment today, wasn't there, from Shanahan that says something like, um, we'll see if Trey can close the gap before Purdy comes back, which was a nice vote of confidence. Is that what I – Anybody can anybody confirm that? I think I did read that today. I've been out of the studio for most of the day today. I had to take care of a bunch of different things. But I'm pretty sure that that was said. Can anybody confirm that? No. Anybody in the chat? Ken Walker is still going to be BBQ Chicken this year. I usually get Harris too. says, who's that gator? Don't waste a pick on Trey. Well, it's important to get a backup, bro. Let's go. Love being on Smitty's team. Trey Trey says... Uh, yeah. Let's hope he, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm a big supporter of Trey. I don't know if you know that. It's not about me being negative on Trey. It's about me being negative on that situation. But I think you know the situation. The oh, situations.
3: We know. we know you're a big Trey guy. A Supporter.
0: We've never seen Trey Lance play with Christian McCaffrey. We've seen Brock Purdy tr- play with tr- Christian McCaffrey. If Brock Purdy didn't have Christian McCaffrey in that lineup, we wouldn't know Brock. We wouldn't be talking about Brock Purdy's name right now. I think Brock Purdy is is pretty overrated. I I like him. He's got a lot of upside. but And he he did show poise. But at the end of the year, if you watched carefully, he he very much was getting figured out. And that happens to any quarterback. It's not just Brock. But it showed that he was human. It showed that really his offense was amazing. But the thing is, he is in an amazing offense. So that's not going to change. So there's a reason to like whoever's under center. But, you know... Who's the starter? I don't know. You know, you almost need to own both of them.
3: Yeah, that's for sure.
0: I had to reach on that one because I was about to time out because I was talking too much. I had to take somebody. I was scanning through. I, I don't even know how early I took him. I agree with you, Smitty. He is set up to fail. I agree. Unfortunately...
3: I worked hard. I worked hard to get that combination city in that uh, one dynasty league.
0: Yeah. Amon Ra or A.J. Brown. That's a tough one. I probably lean Amon Ra, believe it or not, just because of the – and I know St. Brown was was the injured one last year, so it makes almost no sense to cite injury, but I do believe – AJ Brown's knees are more concerning than Amon Ra's injuries from last year and the likelihood of him getting hurt this year. But that's me. I could be completely wrong. Is Sam Darnold 100 percent says Grant? That's the problem, is that's a lot of people feel that way. We don't know what's gonna happen. Sam Darnold hanging out with all the veterans. It's crazy, bro. Uh yeah, James Cook at number two running back. No, no, who gator. I'm not I'm not signing off on that. Smitty disapproved. Not you, but the idea disapproved.
3: Yeah, when Sam Darnold first came out and everything, he reminded me of uh, Bo Callahan. You yeah.
0: get Bo. You know you know who Sam Darnold reminds me of? I hate to say this, and maybe he works out and I, looks, I look dumb after, but I feel like Levis and Darnold are similar. Like, such high hopes for Levis, Darnold, such high hopes. People were like, Darnold's going to be amazing. I remember getting a lot of heat from not liking Darnold. I remember when he was a rookie, incoming rookie, he's going to be the best quarterback you're going to see. There's a lot of supporters for Sam Darnold. And and even after year one there were a lot of people that were on board. But uh I feel like Levis is very similar. Levis, there's something about Levis I just don't that reminds me of Bo Callahan. Levis. Uh, Bo
3: Callahan. Levis Levis to me acts like he's uh I don't know. Josh <laughs> like Rosen? Somebody on steroids. Or yeah, Josh like Rosen, too on steroids.
0: Doesn't he remind you of Josh Rosen? Like, very arrogant. Hasn't proven a single thing yet. Uh, You know, losing his job and how how he looked when they were losing. Before he lost his job. The attitude he had on him. um, The Cardinals go and get Kyler. You know, not not much of a different person and attitude. but, But Levis... When he wasn't drafted. I felt bad for him. And ESPN did him dirty. They kept like going to him. When they kept saying. The odds of him not getting taken this round are. <laughs> they just kept going with it. Uh, But you know. He just. He seems so arrogant. He seems so arrogant. And I don't mind arrogance in my quarterback. But like you got to prove yourself first. Before you're arrogant. You know. And Like, I like arrogance in a quarterback. I love how Aaron Rodgers is arrogant, but he backs it up. Like, regardless of anybody want to come in here and shoot him down and say, Oh, he loses in the... Pr-. Like, Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks to ever play. You know, so everybody can say what they want about him losing the playoffs. And if he wins the Super Bowl this year with a different team, there's going to be a lot of people talking about, you know, how amazing he is again and not bringing up the, the negative, you know, win percentage and deep playoff games or whatever. Levis is trash, reg- red flags, the banana video and the mayo and yeah, you know what? That's true. I mean like the mayo and coffee is weird. Just straight weird. Mayo and coffee? Does anybody else put mayo and coffee? Is that like a thing or is that just a yeah, but, you know,
3: that's not as weird. I don't think that's as weird as eating the banana with the with the with the with the peel on it still
0: yeah someone said that was a joke. He said the banana thing was a joke. I mean, I mean but still it's weird.
3: mayonnaise mostly it's just fat and and I mean it's, it's almost like uh, heavy whipping cream the same type of thing mm-hmm. Just adds that that taste. maybe he just likes the mayonnaise taste with coffee. I mean yeah. chocolate and peanut butter go together. maybe mayonnaise and coffee go together. I don't know if I ever tried it.
0: Yeah, he's just very arrogant to me.
1: Hey Smitty, one last thing for me, then I gotta go. Uh what do you think about CJ Stroud's uh his uh S2 cognition test results? He scored like historically all time low. Yeah, what
0: what was his what was his retake score?
1: I know his first one was eighteen percent, but I'm not sure what his retake was.
0: I mean I have to find the actual like here for sure what his retake score was. But I mean it's it's not a great it's like here here's the thing like it's not so much that it should make you run. But like if you if you're if you're in my situation this is what I always tell people about scouting and and I've been doing this from my perspective of scouting like you know scouting for fantasy scouting every NFL draft since 2002 you know, from a professional perspective on CBS and NBC sports radio for 19 straight years, breaking down rookies predictions, the NFL draft. So I, it's not like, you know, some people say, oh, I'm a, I'm a quote unquote expert. Um, but they have nothing to show for it. Nothing. They just, they created an Instagram. It's great. And you know, it's inspiring that people like create content and stuff, but like you have, you have to have some sort of track record to actually call yourself an analyst or an expert, you know, and, and so doing, doing literally scout, like looking at this stuff for 20 year you know, 20 years prior to going even on YouTube, um, I felt like I, I feel like I have a good grasp on what makes a good rookie prospect, what looks good to me, what is, po- po- what's a good riser, like what's, what's a good situation for this guy and not for that guy. And when I, my one advice to anybody who's looking at something from like a scouting perspective or lens is... Don't let the combine change your mind or create some new idea. Don't let some test change your mind or create some new idea. But when you already feel a certain way about a player, just like the preseason should do nothing but accent what you already know and feel. So it's like a it's like an accoutrement or it's like a, some sort of topping off of your already f- good feeling about a player. So when I already have questions about Stroud... Personally, and you hear something like that, it helps confirm a little bit for me to go in the direction I was going, but does not mean I would have just gone that direction if I liked him. Had Bryce Young got a low score, I probably would have concerned me enough to back down and let and and shove Anthony Richardson into the one spot, but it wouldn't have had me say I'm walking away from this kid. But when I sit here and go, this kid's the best cognitive decision maker on the field that I've seen since Patrick Mahomes and honestly he's he's further along than Mahomes was in his current state coming out of the pros. Mahomes was like but Mahomes was not a top like the top prospect like Bryce Young. Um so, you know, this kid is an absolute phenom, you know, in the making. And I think uh hold on, let me just grab. Um he's an abs- absolute phenom in the making. And when he he is already mesmerizing me in terms of his processing abilities, like a computer out there, the, the split decisions he makes and, and the way that he processes the game and extends the play. And then you hear he's in the 97th, he's in the top 3%. He was the number one scorer, but he got a 97% on that test. That tells me all I need to know. That's like double stamping what I already considered to be, you know, a lock, so that's all. That's all I'll say. Is that the score itself isn't a big deal. It's what is it coupled with, and what did I already think about the guy. And like in terms of these tests in general, though, Brett Favre was one of the worst on the on the on the what was the test they used to do? Was it the the Wonderlic or whatever? <laughs> uh, Brett Favre, yeah, that- yeah Brett, Brett Favre scored like a really low score on that, and he had an amazing football IQ. So you can't just use it. That's like the 40 time, the combine. If a player runs a, an amazing 40 time and you didn't even have him in your top 10 wide receivers and you put him at 3, that's casual. That's casual stuff right there. That's rookie mistakes as a fantasy football owner and analyst. You're going to let a 40 time make you turn a guy that wasn't in your top 10 into a top 5 prospect. Rookie mistake. Absolute casual. But if you love Christian Watson or you love Anthony Richardson, and everybody's doubting him and you're like, No, I see it. And they go out and blow the combine up like Christian Watson did. It's just an accent on what you already thought was, you know, big a big deal. So that's that's what I would say about that. So it just for me it kind of confirms that for me, it confirms that maybe he's not in my top two quarterbacks. Doesn't mean I hate him. Doesn't mean he can't overcome it. Doesn't mean he can't have a great football like you and he's just bad at taking a test. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I, i'm actually good at taking tests now but when i was early on my when i went to school when i was younger for my un my undergrad i was bad at taking tests i was horrible at taking tests i got better at it for some reason i don't know i can concentrate more but i was horrible at taking tests and it was not a good representation of my my mental you know uh intelligence it wasn't uh my processing i was i was a better processor than that but i didn't appear to be so i can feel i feel for them those tests are crazy, you know. Especially when you're young.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm not too worried about it, but uh, just definitely something to like think about just cuz it's so low. It's like, damn, like is he really like that slow?
0: Yeah. Yeah, he scored What was it? It was, let me see if it, there's an update. Does anybody have the update on his second test? Did they even reveal it? I think they didn't reveal it. I think they just said it was a much improved score. So, but we never really heard what it was, which was kind of disappointing. Cause if it was actually improved, that it would have helped him. Part of me wonders if it's not that much better or they would have released it to kind of resolve those feelings. You know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't you release it if it was a great, like if it was like the 70% range. I don't know.
1: Yeah, well, all right, Smitty. I'll all right, later, bro. Out. See you.
0: Appreciate you. Rock out. What's up? You're live.
2: Yeah, can't even run down my uh, team.
0: Yeah, hit me with it.
2: Uh, Joe Burrow. Uh, Jordan Love. Sam Howe at QB. Like it. And running like back. It. And then running back uh, Bijan Robinson, Kenneth Walker, Alvin Kamara, Charbonnet, Chase Brown. Timed out on four from Cleveland. I like and it. And then
0: Bijan Walker, receiver. Charbonnet, Kamara, Burrow. Okay. Burrow, Bijan Walker, Alvin Kamara, Charbonnet. Okay. What are the wide receivers?
2: Uh, Chris Olave, <sighs> Morris Pickens. Smoked it, bro. Jameson Williams. Woof. Woof.
0: I love the Jameson Williams pick in that with that team too. You smoked it, bro. Uh, Mingo. Let me get you got Kincaid too? You got Kincaid too, you little rascal. I can smell it.
2: Then got Mingo, uh, Sky Moore and Downs. And then at tight end I got Pitts, uh Hayden Hurt, and uh Giovanni Woods.
0: Nice. That's really good, bro. You crushed it. Burrow, Bijan, Walker, Charbonnet, Camara, Olave, Jameson Williams. And who's your other wide receiver?
2: Uh, Mingo, Guy Moore, and Downs.
0: Yeah. That's good, bro. You did do, you do a real good job. Pretty good, though, Ron, huh?
3: He didn't get Burrow, though. He what? He didn't stack with Burrow, though. He has nobody to go with Burrow.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's a good team, man.
3: Yeah. You couldn't have gotten, like, Irv Smith or Boyd or anything? I mean, just a little piece to give Burrow a little company?
0: Oh, man, I timed out. (sighs) Rock out. Rock out, he's talking to you. Hello? Did you fall asleep in the middle of your draft?
3: He says, screw you, Ron Davey, I'm hanging up on you.
0: He did hang up. He did hang up.
3: I know. He's like, screw you, Ron Davey, I'm hanging up on you. I
0: liked it, Rock out. Come back. I liked it.
3: No, I mean, he had a, that was a nice put together sure, he had. I was surprised. I'm just surprised. I don't like, I didn't like Camara. if I'm honest, but, you know, I don't like Camara. but, um, he got, he got Walker, and he got Charbonnet, that's awesome.
0: Ron sharded all over uh, his team.
3: Yeah. (laughs) No, I didn't. I just, I just wondered why he couldn't pick up a piece for, You know, Ron, if you're you're
0: not going to say something nice about Rockout's team.
3: You know, I've been doing that lately. I've just been like,
0: here he, here he is. Yeah, Rock
3: out. I, I think it's just, I think I think I suck at uh, at Dynasty so bad that I've just been like uh being mean to people lately.
0: Rock out. What do you what do you think about Ron Navy's criticisms? Welcome back.
2: I mean it's it's fair. It was like a big run, I, like tied in like one of the um, one of the rounds when I was playing actually I was actually looking at Irv Smith. It did it, it fall
0: that way. <laughs> I'm I'm not as big on the stacking as Ron. I do think it's advantageous when it makes sense. I've made it very, very clear. There's a lot of arguments. There's a lot of data against against and for stacking. Like, the the, the truth yeah. of the matter is stacking was developed or, I mean, everybody did it from the beginning of time of fantasy because you love the connection of the double touchdowns. But in redraft, there's no real advantage. Like, when people say you stack, no, you not,
3: don't but-
0: – Right,
3: I agree with you. Not in redraft, but best right. ball. Uh, it's, it's been shown. I mean, stacking's the way to go in week seventeen correlation.
0: Right, but pe- but mean, but a lot of pe- people that went- But a lot of people try and tie it into redraft now, and and the the truth of the and, matter is, it was in a oh. DF, it's from a DFS setting. Stacking was developed in a DFS setting because essentially you're trying to eliminate the the odds of variance and when you're when you have a when you're trying to pro- project seven different players let's say to be the highest scorers your odds are extremely low comparatively to when in DFS daily fantasy you pick the one team that means your, daily fantasy and Best Ball are different daily fantasy is when you're playing just one day so who are the players playing in that one day and you do a draft of players playing in that one day so this came from, like, baseball or whatever, basketball. You could even say, like, on Monday Night Football or Thursday Night Football, you know, you're going to stack everybody on the team you think's going to score the most amount of points. Or if you're doing a morning slate of best ball or of d- daily fantasy and you're only doing that morning slate, and so you have, like, let's say, you know, eight teams to choose from, you're probably better off taking players all from one team that you think's going to blow up and then your variance is lower. So, like, DFS was the... The, really the backbone of of stacking and why stacking was most important then people kind of pulled it in the best ball and there is some there is something too you know there's a lot of data to support that stacking you know teams that win have this stack. Uh, but there's also data that that goes against it and says that like you're still you're still odds of your odds of things going negatively for you are also present that aren't looked at when a lot of people look at the data and they say stacking's the only way to go. Well, there are there are still scenarios where it's really bad for you. So it just depends. So stacking, that's why I say to people stacking is imp- it's important when it makes sense. But if people force stacking, like you'll literally take Ritter instead of a better quarterback just because you have London, that's where I, th- I think people make a grave mistake. Like you, you and, and, and I don't, I don't, I don't force stacking. There's times where I walk out and I don't have a single stack, but I don't, I don't fear like this, this team has no shot. It, it, I still took the best players and there's still that crazy combination of things that got to happen for you anyway. And, and, and Joe Burrow could throw all of his touchdowns to T Higgins, you know, during the final three weeks of the, of the fantasy football season into the playoffs, Joe Burrow could rush for touchdowns. Uh, Jamar Chase could get injured. And then, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's vital when it makes sense when it when you're picking very good players and you're not downgrading your opportunities just to stack, you know. And I know I know you're not saying that, Ron, but I just want to clarify for people that are that are curious about it, like why Smitty is stacking always the best. No, like a lot of people say that too in the industry, like stack no matter what, always stack, like stack if it's if it fits, if it works out well, stack. But should you take AJ Brown at four overall you know because you know you're going to get hurt so your next pick I don't know that I just buy into that I'm not just going to do that is it a front approach once in a while sure but I just think people force it and they and they don't explain the negatives of stacking there are negatives of stacking you know you can't you can't just assume that like what if the team does bad then you have zero shot but if Joe Burrow if you don't stack Joe Burrow to Higgins and you take a different wide receiver instead of Higgins I still may score more points than anybody in the three weeks when it matters most. You know what I mean? That's, that's all I'm saying.
3: Yeah, I, I hear you with that. But, I, I mean, it's like when I stack, I don't force stack. I just take the players that come to me.
0: Well, but I guess the way, the reason I said that, I'm not, I'm not Ron. It's, you know, it's definitely strategy and preference too. So like, you know, but like, no, you, I, I, but when I, you're saying okay. you didn't, you didn't stack those guys, it's like, well, you know, I don't know that it's necessarily a negative is all I'm saying. Like, just cause he didn't stack anybody. I,
3: didn't, I, oh, d- I like to have a piece. Like if I have a, let's say I got three quarterbacks. I want a piece. I try, you know, if they follow me, I want a piece for every quarterback.
0: Yeah, if it or makes I sense, I agree.
3: Want, I might want a receiver, two wide receivers. That's still a stack. Or I might want a running back and a receiver from one team. That's still a stack. Yeah. So it's not just like a quarterback and a receiver, or a quarterback and a receiver and a running back. It's it's, it's more to that. So I, I also
0: stack, I love the Hertz. Stack I love the Hertz and Swift stack because it doesn't have to be a wide receiver? You know, a lot of people think that it has to be. It doesn't. Um, it's more about the I offense. Mean, it's more about I, the I, offense going off.
3: In this draft, I was thinking about you know I, I had Garrett Wilson, so I took I took Rogers with him, and I picked up Lazard because um, Lazard was right there when I took him in his in ADP. So, <clears throat> but then I had uh, Christian Watson, and I was thinking, oh well, I'll get I'll get um, love with Watson. Well. Love went off right before I wanted to pick. So I took car And then later on down there I got a piece with car. So and, and then I got other pieces. Uh, it, I got it, Reed.
0: If it makes and, sense, if uh, it makes sense. But but see I wouldn't even pick Reed. You know, it, it, but I would I wouldn't pick Reed. So like I wouldn't force it. That's the that's what I'm saying. Like I wouldn't do that. I would No,
3: Reed fell to me.
0: Yeah. This was a reach fest. Um Alex Cruz, you're live.
4: Yeah, I just wanted to chime in on the stack thing. It's like, yeah, it's like like when it's it, to me it's like a kind of high risk, high reward type of play. Because um if it works out, I mean, you know, great. But like you're you're not the probability, you're it's like it's all probability, right? And when you you're not betting on okay is this quarterback gonna throw
0: x number of touchdowns? Oh a touchdown. It's, 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 Scotty, it I'm gonna go hang up touchdown. on you. Hold on a second, Alex. Uh, Scotty, mute your phone. You, we got some weird reverb. It's not your fault. Sometimes the speaker phone just just cycles it through. So just yeah, mute. It. I call back. Just mute real quick. We'll we'll talk to you when you're unmuted. Oh. But just mute real quick. Thanks. Go ahead, Alex.
4: Like, you're not betting on like, oh, this quarterback to throw uh X number of touchdowns game or this or that. It's, he's gonna throw touchdowns. It's all about touchdowns, right? To this specific player, you know, more than like more than kinda you would you know what I'm saying? Like it would have to be a significant amount of times that they'd have to connect for it to work out.
0: Yeah, let me let me put, put it this saying? way. Let First, me put it this way. I draft Burrow, okay? I know I'm drafting Burrow. Like, let's say you're drafting in reverse or whatever. A lot of people would take Higgins over Alave. A lot of people would take Higgins over, you know, like Garrett Wilson or something because they want that stack. And to me, there is 0% chance I'm going to do that. I'm not taking Higgins over Alave. I'm not doing it. I don't care about the stack at the end of the day when I believe Alave in the three weeks we're talking. So you get through week 14, okay, and you go into week 15, I believe enough of in Olave in weeks 15, 16, and 17, the air yardage master that's going to absolutely go nuts and have an unbelievable season that I'm not going to sit here and, and be worried about Joe Burrow throwing to to Higgins and scoring six touchdowns in three games when, when I'm essentially saying that I think Alave is going to out, get outscored by Higgins in all three of those games or in two of the games or whatever. I don't feel that way. So like do I stack when I can? Absolutely. But I don't go looking for it um to a degree where I'm sacrificing talent. Like, will I take a Boyd? Yeah. I'll take I'll take Boyd like almost eight or nine times out of ten in any draft where I draft Burrow. And I've been grabbing uh Charlie Jones, uh Scott Hansen's favorite, you know, deep sleeper. In like the 18th round, if I get really deep and I, there's no wide receiver, like that's a smart move because I I already like Boyd enough, and and then that stack makes sense and it's very doable and it sacrifices nothing because Boyd's always available. But would I would I ever pass on a better player for a stack? The answer is no.
1: The answer is
4: yeah, you know, no. What you're doing is saying, okay, this this player, you're hoping that he scores so many more touchdowns. Uh, like you know what I'm saying like he has to significantly score more touchdowns which is a very like random thing you know it's it's a bad bet kind of thing you know what I'm saying right yeah again again
0: people measure people measure the good but you don't often see a lot of people spitting out data on the bad like maybe the winner a lot of the time has a stack But is that really because they stacked or is some of that because Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow are on the best offense or one of the best offenses in the National Football League? Is A.J. Brown and Hurts, they're in one of the best offenses, if not the best offense in the National Football League, and people do like to stack and, and, and hook that up and make that a fun stack. That doesn't necessarily mean that, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like you're not seeing the other stacks always win these these big leagues. I mean, sometimes they do, but I think a lot of times it's weird. You're correlating some some. It's it's not so definitive, and, and on top of that, and on top of that, it's like like I said, there's a lot of negative to it too. Maybe a guy can win it, stacking it the right way, but he gets the right combination of players with it, and that's all part of it. But it's like how many teams invest heavily. In a stack, and the quarterback goes down, and you have a zero shot, you know. Whereas if you had it divided up a little bit, if you had Aaron Rodgers that could come in, you know, and and like you, you know, you're not you're not stuck to Chase now being, you know, like if you were to go, if you were to go Jamar Chase, if you were to go Joe Burrow, and instead of Higgins, we'll use Olave and Higgins because th- that's one of the scenarios where I've seen people do it—they take Higgins over Olave just because they want to want the stack. If Joe Burrow went down and you got Aaron Rodgers step up, you still got Alave and Rodgers. You still got a Lave and whoever your quarterback is. Whereas if Joe Burrow went down, Higgins is going to go f- flatline.
4: And, it's, yeah, exactly. And it's like you're saying, oh, I'm going to get the stack because you're on the same team. And he could throw a touchdown to him. which should be super valuable. But, I mean, there's, there's plenty of players that, like, that can catch the touchdown or rush the touchdown in, like Higgins could go a long time without catching the touchdown. Like it's yeah. like it's a bad bet. Like it's he it's like they're they're like it, enchanted with the possibility of the stack, but it's like another reason it's any more like you know yeah. probable that it's gonna happen. Like he's gonna score a whole bunch of touchdowns because is so, on your fantasy with the
3: quarterback. Another you you, you gotta hedge your bet because you know You know what different like quarterbacks what they do pretty much every year. You know Allen's gonna throw for over thirty touchdowns, he's gonna run for four or five touchdowns. You know Jalen Hurts is gonna run for like nine touchdowns on the normal or somewhere like around there and throw for twenty some touchdowns. And so you know, and with the receivers, you know, especially you gotta look at your scoring system is the PPR is a half PPR. And then um, so, so every catch counts, it's not just touchdowns. So if you get a back or, uh, uh, a running back or receiver that, that gets a lot of volume and gets a lot of, um, uh, gets a lot of catches, those all add up. It's not just about touchdowns, the yardage counts, the touchdowns. I mean, you know, you got JJ out there. Um, he's on a high offense. So you're looking at like putting high octane offenses offense players that you know have a really good chance than not to get you get you but points, but here here's you the po- you catch-
0: but here's the part that a lot of people don't discuss because maybe the data shows that this guy won and he had a stack but again a lot of people have stacks because they're picking high octane offenses but to sit here and and I'm not saying you're saying this, Ron. I'm saying if anybody is to sit here and say that if I took Jamar Chase and Jalen Hurts over Jamar Chase and Burrow, that I'd be making a grave mistake, is totally discrediting no. Jalen. Hur- no, I know. I know you're not saying it, but people say this, so I'm not saying you.
3: No, I,
0: I, Pe- right. So I'm not speaking. I'm
3: taking a lot of over too. I agree. I know with that. But I, again, I'm just
0: they, spe- Ron. I'm not speaking to you. I'm I'm just saying it in general that a lot of people will say to yeah, me. That if you take Jalen Hurts and Chase instead of Burrow and, and Chase, you're you're setting yourself up for a lesser situation. But who's to say that Joe Burrow, even when Chase balls out and they have an amazing three games in a row, weeks 15, 16, and 17, that Jalen Hurts isn't outscoring Burrow in all three of those games? Like it, It's not about stacking players as much as it is having high-octane consistent offenses. And that's all I'm trying to say. And what, what I was saying earlier and why I even got into this is that it's spilling over into redraft. And I have people constantly telling me that you should uh, – Smitty, it's better to stack and redraft. It's not better to stack and redraft. It can be fun. And, and if you're picking a high-octane offense, if you're taking Swift and Hurts, you're banking on the offense. It is not really the stack. It's the consistency of the offense. If you're taking Chase and Burrow, I very much love it. I very much love it in redraft, and I like stacking that. But part of the the lure is because the Bengals are not going to have very many bad games, and Jamar Chase is going to be probably number one in targets per game. And so, you know, so like that's all I'm saying is in redraft – it it's all about offense. It's all about offense. It has nothing to do with the actual stack itself. In best ball, there's a huge correlation to having stacks and, and having success. But there's also a huge correlation to having complete massive disasters by having a stack. And nobody talks about that. Whereas the people that don't do that can still play ball because if let's say the quarterback goes down, they don't they don't just have they, they, instead of having Higgins dead, Alave. Well, you know.
3: To your point, to your point, Smitty, to your point, to your exact point. We know what my team last year made the finals and and I had the sack, right? I had I had Burrow, I had Higgins, and I had Knox. And and in the seventeen game, Cincinnati game and Buffalo game, and it got canceled. And that pretty much kept me out of the big money because I had the stacks in that game, and that game was canceled. If I might have had other players, um, I might have got the big money. So, yeah, stacks can hurt you just as much as they can help you. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I
4: think you, you hit the nail on the head when you said it's more about that Chase is on an, a great offense. And yeah. That Burrow is on a great offense, then they're just stacked together. Like, it doesn't matter if they're stacked together. They're both on a I- great offense. I would love to.
0: I would love to see data of Hurts and Chase versus Burrow and Chase, and you guys are hearing it from the biggest Burrow supporter on the planet. But Josh Allen and Hurts and Chase, and the actual data behind how that is getting annihilated by the stack. You know what I'm saying? Like the stack's so important because there are a few offenses that I'm not saying stacks aren't good. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that that. It's more about the offense than it really is the stack, in my opinion. And I have no qualms at all having Hurts and Jefferson, you know, or Hurts and Jamar Chase or or Josh Allen and and Jamar Chase versus having Burrow and Chase. I don't need Burrow and Chase. I do love them. I do love them. But nobody talks about the negatives of a stack because there's negatives to it. Everyone just measures the upside.
3: We agree on redraft stuff. Uh, best ball, I'm totally about the stack. I mean, yep. I advanced I know. a lot of my teams last year. I did really well. And uh, for me and in best, in best ball, I'm only talking best ball. It's, it's all about the, it's all about getting a good stack.
4: And it comes in, corals- and come in when you're drafting. Because when somebody chooses, let's say, Jamar. And then later down the road, they say, "Could I pick Burrow right now, reach a little bit, or get a player next round, get a quarterback that's still pretty good?" No, they'll they'll go for, like some people will go for the stack, and you're at that point you're losing value when you no, could have another great player. Uh, that's
0: bet, not bet. true. Hold you, on, let's see.
4: You
3: got to learn. Let, you
0: learn. let, let, you let me dr- learn to pivot. Let me, address,
3: get the
0: stack that you, let me address this real you, quick. Ben you, you says, Ben says, Smitty, nobody's saying Hurts can out, can't outscore Burrow, but they don't have the same price point. Ben, no one's going to tell you that more than me, bro. Burrow's the biggest steal in fantasy football. I'm merely comparing the two if, if they were at the same price point. I'm merely comparing the difference between having this stack and that stack. There's no better player in fantasy football than Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow falling to round four is win a league material. So that's why I use Joe Burrow to explain that the biggest Joe Burrow fan is telling you that if you could give me Hurts versus Burrow and have Chase, you're not at a bigger advantage having Burrow and Chase necessarily if you believe Jalen Hurts will outscore Burrow. That was my point. Of course, bro. This is what I say every day. On the, on the stream, every single day, Ben. Don't go after Josh Allen. Don't go after Mahomes. Don't go after Jalen Hurts. They're in round two. Joe Burrow's the biggest smash. I have, go watch the video, Ben. I definitely take care of this point. I'm merely suggesting that if you take the players and compartmentalize them, people are making too much of that it has to be the stack. And in the case of ignoring like a Higgins for an Alave because of the stack, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, but it does make sense to grab like a Boyd, to grab a player that, that is efficient, you know, cost efficient at the end of a draft that you do like, but you have to like the player. Like in the case of Reed, like Ron said, Reed, I don't like Reed. I'm not going to draft Reed just because I got the quarterback. I don't like Reed at all. Do I, do I draft a, a wide receiver like Boyd though? When I've got Burrow over somebody I like just as much, yes, that's when stacking makes sense to me, absolutely. But yeah, no, Burrow, like Burrow, you're not going to hear anybody talk about how Burrow is absolute the only player you should be drafting at the quarterback position if he's falling to four or even the top of five. Sometimes he falls to five. That's a totally different argument and conversation. Um, Yeah.
4: Okay. Like, uh, can I give you another example?
0: And, and Copwatch says Smitty drafts Burrow at 29. Bro, Burrow in our draft, you can't even use our draft as an example, bro. This is Snipe City. You're going to come in here and say that I shouldn't be drafting Burrow at 29. You think Burrow's lasting past 32? I took him at 29 in this draft where we got Chris Olave going 13. We got uh, Garrett Wilson going 10. We have uh, Bijan going number 3. All all these guys going at an insane value there's there it's like taking eight players off the board when you get to the third and fourth round so i I get what you're saying but okay i gotta review these teams alex real quickly uh actually can we go to scotty real quick scotty's been waiting scotty go
2: Uh, yeah man i just uh i'm at work i kind of just wanted to hear what you were talking about kamara and michael thomas are they worth picking up in the later rounds middle to the later rounds
0: mike thomas and who
2: Alvin Kamara is Michael Thomas a good pick in like round seven, round eight, and is
0: Alvin Kamara a a decent pick in round no? Alvin Kamara is, but Mike Thomas, um, I don't know. Watch the beginning of the show. Um, I'm not saying I I won't repeat some of it here, but you'll get a big, extensive breakdown of it at the top of the show. Um, News is that Mike Thomas is getting hardware taken out of his foot. Um, He's not healthy, but they're hopeful. And that they think, uh, you know, he, by by week, you know, by training camp, he should be good to go. But it's just a bunch of, you know, coach speak, in my opinion. The, the guy's not healthy. He hasn't been healthy. He won't be healthy. Seventh round would be an absolute uh, monstrosity. Like, take him at the end of a draft, like in the teens, maybe. Take him at seven. There are a lot of good players around at seven, bro. A lot of good players. This guy's a walking injury. Alvin Kamara. At about seventh to eighth, the ninth round territory in best ball, he goes anywhere in that range. I've seen people take him early because they don't look at the ADP as a big, you know, indicator as where they should take him. They just take him. I've seen him going seven, but he falls to round eight, round nine. And while there's a lot of risk, it's a home run, you know, uh, at least for me. It, it's there's not much risk involved at all, you know. It's uh-huh. it's, it's a smash.
2: Damn, yeah, I had Michael yeah. Thomas last year in the team that I uh, in the league that I won with Gustavo and shit, I didn't get to play him all year, but luckily I was able to pick up a lot of uh, waivers in like round or like week four. That
4: was that was pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, look at Garrett. Garrett never never fails to uh s- swoop in with Mike Thomas talk. You know what? I, I think I think Garrett would super chat every single time Mike Thomas' name is mentioned, so we need more Mike Thomas calls. Uh, more Mike Thomas truthers. I'm hearing yeah. Smitty says yeah. Garrett. Thank you. Uh, yeah. th- thank you, Scotty, for that. Uh, I'll send you your 99 cents of that. Two dollars later. Are <laughs> going to send me money? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you brought it up. Garrett, Garrett, Garrett pays That's per Mike 100%. Thomas mention. <laughs>
4: That's what i like to hear.
0: Uh, all right, Scotty, final thoughts. And then I got to get out of here. I got to review these teams.
4: No, you're good.
2: I just I'm at work chilling, so I'm just I'm just enjoying your show, man.
0: All right, man. Appreciate you. Tell tell Gustavo what's up.
2: I will see him tomorrow.
0: Yeah, you guys still working separate Later, shifts, Daddy. right? You're still working separate shifts, right?
4: Yeah, he works in the morning, and I'm working at nighttime.
0: All right, man. Appreciate you. Call call in any time. All right.
2: Man, have a good night.
0: Later. Uh, Garrett said, uh, "Thank you for the super chat." Garrett. Garrett said, "Stacking only hurts you if you're playing for any anything but first. If you're playing to win, stacking is the only way to win. Everything has to hit." Uh, again, Garrett, I've I've gone over my stance on this. I agree that when stacking is benefit when you're when you're paying the proper price for it all, it's the thing you should strive for, for sure. With high octane offenses. Not with not with situations where it's not a high octane situation. Like that's what I'm saying. People have to be very careful when they give this stacking and best ball advice on on that you should do it in almost all cases. And there are bad stacking situations that are not better than dividing up your risk. But when you're talking about a Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown or Devontae Smith or De- uh, DeAndre Swift, that's an insane offense, and the likelihood of them having good games is astronomically high every single week. You know, Joe Burrow, Higgins, uh, Jamar Chase, it is a very amazing offense, and they're going to be even better this year. They've improved the offensive line. So it, it it just depends on the stack, though. Like, you can't just blanketly say stacking is the only way to win. There are plenty of people that stack and they they take their team down the toilet because they've stacked the wrong way or they stack just because they hear, I got to go get, now I got to go get the wide receiver. And then they sacrifice value. There's some drafts where I stack magnificently. Like I'll take Hertz, I'll get Swift. I've got AJ Brown and I love it. And it fit perfectly. Everything worked out well. And I feel really good about that team. And then there's other situations where, you know, you, you, you force it and you don't like it, you know. So it's just it's it's not it's not a blanket statement. That's what I'm trying to say. There's more to it than that. There's levels to it. There's there's definitely some uh, some ins and outs of it that people don't talk about. Like how the da- the data shows that a lot of people that win the big tournaments do have stacks. Sure, but they also have high octane players. And if you swapped out Jalen Hurts and Burrow, what I'm saying is you might not see what you think you're going to see. Is what I'm trying to tell you. And there's a lot of data against it, too. There's not just, like, a, there's all this data of who wins. Stacking's the only way. There's a lot of anti-stacking data that where people have dug into it pretty well, saying this did develop from DFS, and so people carried it into best ball, and it is effective, but it's also, you know, sometimes miscategorized or, or used in used in a way that doesn't necessarily translate like everyone thinks it is. Uh, appreciate you, Golf. Um, Alex, final thoughts.
4: Yeah, on that, like, for example, let's say someone drafts Kelsey, right? And then maybe a Robert goes by, and then Mahomes is screaming in their face. And their stack is screaming in their face. But but there's a player that has fallen, right? And they say, mm, mm, mm. And they take Mahomes, right? When in the next round, you can get a quarterback that's really good, and you could have chose a player right there. That, was, that that could have gave you a lot of value, and you lose value, and that's where people start to mess up. And they'll, they'll choose Kelsey, and they'll choose a stack, for example. They'll choose Kelsey, and then they'll choose Mahomes for the stack when you could when you, and then you lose value because you could potentially draft the player there and then get a quarterback in the next round or two. To, so
0: next two rounds. So to your point, I'd rather have in in what we we're talking about earlier with Burrow, I'd rather have a Lave at the end of round 2 instead of Mahomes and get Joe Burrow even if i had Kelsey in round 1
4: exactly but that that that, that 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 that's my personal out. preference
0: doesn't mean i won't stack in other places doesn't mean that you can't win with the Mahomes and Kelsey approach it is a fantastic stack but i'm still not passing up on the Joe Burrow and Joe Burrow typically if it's outside of our community will fall to the fourth round so if we say Joe Burrow at 4.4 or whatever, instead of going Mahomes in round two and I took Kelsey in round one, I'm not feeling like I'm dropping the ball whatsoever because I'm getting, I'm getting, let's say I go Kelsey in round one. I'm just, I don't usually do that, but if I did and I pass on Mahomes, I get a Lave, I get, you know, whoever I'm going to get in round three, let's call, let's call it Jameer Gibbs and say we, we swing early on Jameer Gibbs and then I go jo- Joseph Cigar Smoking Burrow in round four. I'm 100% fine with that, and I did not mess up not stacking Mahomes and Kelsey because there's more to the team than Mahomes and Kelsey. That is a phenomenal stack, but Joe Burrow, in my opinion and my estimation, is going to be balling out weeks 15, 16, and 17, and I have no doubt about that. Not to mention, what if the Kansas City Chiefs pack it in two weeks early? because they're crushing everybody. Like there's there's a lot of negatives you got to look at. Like Ron Navy said, if Ron Navy didn't have all of his eggs in the in the Cincinnati Bengal basket, he may have won a whole lot more money and gone a little further. Not saying that I don't try to have the stacks when it all makes sense. All I'm saying is there's some negatives to it that no one talks about. They just act like stacking as if just running their mouth about stacking being the only way to go. You just got to stack. You don't stack, you got to always stack. It's, it's you got to stack in, criti- in, in crucial places You've got to stack smartly
4: it, it, hardly, it hardly happens Where this is the perfect opportunity To stack it hardly happens Right and, and people think it happens more time Than it actually does Like you know what I'm saying Like, yeah. They think that there's so many opportunities To stack where it's like no uh, It's, it's kind of hard to stack Really if, if you're really going off two no, I don't force it
3: It's easy, easy. It's it's actually really easy. Yeah. If if you know the players you value, um, just without thinking about stacking, if you know the players that you value highly and you're drafting them accordingly, it is very easy to stack. I don't think so. It's very easy to stack. I mean, when Smitty Reads, My Team, not every single player is a stacked player, but I have at least three teams on the team i just drafted that that i have stacks
0: with all right hey hey guys Please? i gotta i gotta get running here so uh final thoughts alex on a different topic or anything else and then i gotta hit the super chat and then i gotta i gotta jump out of here
4: no but no i'm
0: good you got anything else hey call in no. anytime alex we like when you call in uh late night crew appreciate it how's everything going by the way
4: good
0: you in school Are you in school out of school
4: I graduated. Congrats. I'm going to be working at uh, uh, TSA and some. Uh, I'd be joining the Guard. Woo! i might be joining the Air National Guard or the Air Force Reserve. Center. Hey, nice. pre-
0: appreciate that. Appreciate your service yeah. in awesome. advance, my man.
4: That's awesome. They're heavily considering it.
0: We'll start calling you Sergeant. Uh, appreciate you.
3: <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey Alec. Alex, yep. if you do that, when you go in and you're in your, you know, you do what you think, make sure you keep your medical records, keep copies of everything for how many ever years you decide to do it. You're going to need those, that history, if you got to deal with the VA or whatever. So make sure that uh, you, you, you go down that road, and keep all your documents. All right. Yes, sir.
0: Alex, appreciate you. Yep. Call on anytime later. All right, Ron. Navy, final thoughts, and then Sergio. Sergio, you're. Let me hit this real quick, Ron. Hold on one second. Sergio, twenty dollar hauler. First super chat. First super chat ever. Sergio, Sergio, you're gonna. We're gonna make it rain for you. Appreciate you, Sergio. Yeah. <laughs> Mass yeah. Yeah, buddy. Sergio in the house. Appreciate you, Serge uh what do you think of Cole Komet and dynasty I like him a lot in redraft and I don't think that dynasty changes my mindset too much um so yeah I like him in 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 dynasty as well I think he's outside the top like seven you know ranking but I feel like he's one of my x-factor wild card tight ends that could get into the top five because every year somebody outside of the I think he might even be like an eight or nine isn't he so like he's one of those wild card outside maybe he's out of the top ten. Let me go to the, the, the rankings here. Um and let me let me see here. Cole Komet is tight end. Wow, he's so far down there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, tight end fourteen. He fully fits the profile. Of one of the potential top five tight end sleeping giants that is sleeping outside of the top 10. I would say number one is Kincaid. I think he'll be a top 10 tight end, a top five tight end, and he's outside the top 10. I think Akonko has got a shot, but I don't like his situation, but he's so talented. Komet is definitely a guy. Uh, Fryermuth is outside the top 10 now, so he clearly qualifies. Those are probably my top options outside the top 10 that it could be a top five guy. So absolutely love Colt Komet, and Fields loves him too. So, Sergio, appreciate your super chat. Thank you so much. All right, Ron, final thoughts.
3: Hey, what's that red bag you got sitting over there in the on the side there uh, on your camera are,
0: that you showed? Them? These are... Uh... Where? 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 Potatoes. These are on the, on yeah. the YouTube... TheFantasyFootballShow.com backpacks. You can get these on on the YouTube uh, store. Just click on store. Uh, click on store, and uh, these are these are nice these are nice little uh, little bags. I got this full of uh, grindhouse shirts, but uh, yeah, these are, these are awesome. It's a it's a laptop bag. So just click on the store button. Yeah, it looks
3: like a nice bag, dude. Yeah. Uh, I like Anybody that. wants one of
0: those, just. I, I on the store
3: I sit there and I was like, oh
0: cool yeah if you go if you to go on there order. if you go here so this is where you guys can become YouTube uh, exclusive members you click the join button or you click on memberships right next to it to the right is store see store and if you're on mobile if you're on mobile there's a store button right next to this membership just look to the right store so if anybody wants to order a bag the backpack they're there but yeah, they're they're nice. They're not even like you know. I thought, okay, I wonder what the quality is going to be like. They're phenomenal. The only thing that wasn't great quality from the current store that manufacturer that I work with were the hats. And so I discontinued the hats right away after I ordered a couple. And I'm going to Grindhouse. Grindhouse is making the hats. They're going to put uh, an actual badge or um, patch, and and they're going to hopefully be on both sides. We, we're working out the 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 prototype but it's got a patch it's an actual patch on there like a thick patch that's got the you know (laughs) the threading and all that so it's going to be awesome
3: a a grindhouse hat will fit me the the, the other stuff (laughs) yeah (laughs) we already know
0: these shirts we'll be be giving away a few of these throughout the year these were the grindhouse um, these are really cool these are the grindhouse time smitty the fantasy football show so on the front has Grindhouse, Times Smitty, the Fantasy Football Show, and then on the back it's got the Frankenstein, um, car uh, a poster board. So it's pretty cool. That this is like a family like business like that that had a lot, and then they have a lot of these posters that they have, um, that they that you know from the old movies, and so they decided to turn it into a shirt company. So that's why they got all these awesome like old. You know, movie posters, and just put them on shirts, and it's, it's awesome. All right, guys. The first
3: ones you got didn't have your face on there, right? And um, they just started putting your your like well,
0: on there. Well, we give away a lot of their okay. their shirts that they have, like these the spiders, the hoodies. None of those were all their brand. And then you know they came up with these mm-hmm. custom shirts. We've been giving these out to the homeless, so I got a whole bunch of them. You know when I give out the money and stuff for the homeless on Instagram. We, give, we give, a, give out a yeah. grindhouse shirt.
3: All
0: right. All right, Ron. Appreciate you. I'll see you well, tomorrow. I
3: don't want, I don't, yeah, going over
0: the teams. I'll talk to you later. All right. Uh, later. Yeah, I'm going to go over the teams right now. Okay, so real quickly, let's go back into the, the draft completed. Uh, let's see here. Best ball. No, that's the quote. Let's see. Best ball puppy. And this one right here. So first team, Patrick Mahomes, Ritter. Nick Chubb, Pacheco, uh, JJ, Mike Williams, Judy, and Joku. not bad, not bad. I wouldn't say it's the best team, but Herbert, Bryce Young, Sam Howell, Josh Jacobs, Swift, Rashad White, um, Chase Waddle, Flowers, very good wide receiver crew, love Josh Downs, love Tankdale, Kincaid, Laporta, uh, risky tight end, you know, rookie crew, but definitely love Kincaid enough that I can say I like the, I like the tight end crew. Uh... If it was a different player than Jacobs, I might really, really love the team because I'm not a huge fan of Jacobs, but I like the rest of this build. It's very, very uh, uh, intriguing. I love the Swift with those wide receivers. It's, it's good. Uh, Gladiator, Russell Wilson, Stafford, Stroud. Uh, okay quarterback room. Bijan, Ramondre, Akers, McKinnon, Elliott. Decent, de- or decent starters for sure. Awesome starters for sure. I mean, those are two great running backs. The depth is okay. I'm not huge on Cam, but Cam's a good value. Um, I Just don't feel like the depth is extremely great, but it's, you know, you got to sacrifice somewhere, right? Devontae Smith, Hopkins, JSN, Addison, Quentin Johnson, crafty wide receiver room. Tight end room's very nice. It's a good team. Don't know if it would be the first team that I would pick to be first place, but Trevor Lawrence, Anthony Richardson, Goff, very solid quarterback room for sure. McCaffrey, Pollard, Henry, Pierce Probably one of the better running back rooms For sure Let's see if it came at a cost though DJ Moore, Sutton, Michael Thomas uh, Yeah, definitely came at a cost But if you believe in those wide receivers Then it doesn't matter, right? Trust your gut Schultz and Komet's a very good tight end stable So I'd say very good tight ends Very, probably the best running backs In the entire draft Probably still Way above average and solid quarterback room and then it's just like very bland wide receiver room. So it came at a cost, but you know, that's the nature of that. I'm gonna have that feeling in, in a part of my team too. Joe Burrow, Trey Lance, Brock, Purdy. I could miss and Sam Darnold could be the starter all year, you know, and have no quarterback. So that could be the, the 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 thing that gets me. But I do think Purdy will eventually get back in there. Uh and maybe that's that ends up being the best quarterback room in the draft because Trey balls out or something, but Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, Charbonnet, Kamara, Deuce, Vaughn. I think one of the craftier running back crews, to be honest. And I think the Walker and Charbonnet combo really has me sitting pretty. You know, like that could be something that uh, that puts me in a position to where even if I had an injury strike, I could p- potentially have both those guys as you know starters. Um, celebrating two months on the YouTube membership, Judy over London. No way, Trey. No way, Trey. Does anybody think Judy's gonna outscore London? Raise your hand in the chat. Type a yes or a no if you wanna just type it. Let's see if anybody agrees with you on that. Brees Hall, Walker, Charbonnet. so I love that. My my wide receivers are they're they're not deep, but they're intriguing to me. And that's and George, if you liked yours, that's what I said. All all that matters is what you think. So, for me, I really very much love the receivers I chose. I got timed out on Rondell Moore. I was trying to take somebody else and it got timed out. So, I didn't actually pick him. But but Cooper Cup, Jahan Dotson, and Mingo, to me, are going to be crafty. So, a lot of people don't like it. Uh, golf says Judy outscores London. Wow. No way, no. I got, I'm surprised Golf agrees with that. Golf, are you sure that's what you're voting yes to? Just making sure. Uh, Cooper Cup, Jahan Dotson, Mingo, Sky Moore, Hyatt, Mims, and Rondell Moore. I like my wide receiver crew, and it came at a cost, right? Everything else came at a cost of my wide receivers, but I grabbed the guys I thought are going to way overperform. And so my tight end crew... Pitts, Jelani Woods, and Gasicki, I think, is above average for sure. I think it's a really good tight end room. I think my quarterback room is very, very strong. I think I strategically took the two quarterbacks that will be there at the end of the day. I'll get Joe Burrow in week one. If Joe Burrow got hurt, then my team would be done anyway. So Joe Burrow would be fine. I think Trey is either balling out or Brock Purdy's in there by the time I need him. Uh, And then I've got the backup, you know, because I don't think, I don't know what Sam's going to do. I could have took Sam Darnold as well, but I didn't want to waste another spot my running back crew i'm 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 excited about so i love my quarterback room love my running back room love my tight end room and i like my my wide receiver room it's good it's good it's it, it's it's solid it's not the best it's not top 4 probably middle of the pack maybe but that's okay because there's some underperformers there so i really like the team overall i really think it, it ended up pretty well in snipe city that we live in Uh, Jalen Hurts, Deshaun Watson, Dalvin Cook, James Cook, uh, the Cook brothers. So Jalen Hurts, Watson's very strong. Um, I like three quarterbacks personally, but I understand. I just think it could burn you at the end of the day if one of them goes down and then you got a bye week coming up for the other one and you got no quarterback. Dalvin Cook, James Cook, Jamal Williams, Khalil Herbert, Tyler Algier. I don't like the the running back room. I think James Cook is a very unreliable running back too. Jamal is kind of, we don't really know what to make of Jamal. Herbert is... Extremely talented, but he's even the guy. Algiers a backup. Rece- uh, Raheem Mostert can't stay healthy, but that's kind of crafty for for the beginning of the season. So I like Hyatt. I got Hyatt on my team. Julian, I love Hyatt. Hyatt's a, gr- a great wide receiver four or five. Uh, Mostert is you're probably Mostert. Mostert and Cook are your two best running backs maybe to start the year, and then who knows what happens to Dalvin Cook. So love your quarterback room. Don't like the running back room at all. Tyreek Hill, T. Higgins, Debo. Keenan Allen. This is probably top three wide receiver core in the entire draft. So that's a phenomenal wide receiver room. Tyreek Hill, T. Higgins, Debo Samuel, Keenan Allen. That's, that's phenomenal. Uh, Ingram and Knox is pretty solid. I think Knox is hard to trust in his new role, but but I, I get it. So great wide receivers, though. Tua and Kyler, I don't think you could have Ryan a more disastrous quarterback situation may be set up for yourself like this this would suck if your team and your team looks really good at a glance i haven't looked through the whole thing yet but it would suck to see you lose when this team could win if you just grabbed another quarterback you know just to, to secure this up because kyler may not play for half of a year if he comes back too early, he gets hurt again. Tua might not be upright for more than one quarter. We don't really know, know how it's going to shake out. So, like, what are you going to do if Tua goes down in week two and Kyler doesn't come back to week six? And then, you know, what happens if Tua's out and Kyler has a bye and he is back? Like, there's just a lot of disastrous situations, like, awaiting you here. JT, Gibbs, and Javante, and is really so- solid. And I like what you did with the Javante and, and Samaji. Because you got the cuff there that's going to be, they're both usable if something happens for one or two weeks with Gibbs and Taylor or they both end up having the same bye week or whatever. So that's a good combination. Drake, London, McLaurin, Mike Evans, Boyd. This is a very underrated wide receiver room. I like it a lot. And you've got Kelsey and, like, this is one of those things where you go through the team and you're like, wow, 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 wow. Kelsey's on the team. Like, just makes the team all that much better. Like God, if you would have if you would have just secured up a quarterback, bro, this could be one of those teams that I could see being a surprise. Like really good squad, but I'm afraid the quarterbacks are going to be the end of you on this team. Just almost there, bro. It was so close to perfect for me. You know? I love I love I like I like it a lot. It's a really, really good team. Um, Ben, Josh Allen, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, J.K. Monte, Brian Robinson, not in love with that running stable. Diggs, Ridley, Pittman, Lockett, nice wide receivers, and uh, Andrews and DuJuan. That's it's a good team. There's some things that I didn't love about it, but it's still good. It's got good good character to it. Lamar Jackson, Kirk Cousins, okay, good good quarterback room. Eckler tank and Spears, very awful depth. Um, our our DJ, like. Eckler's a concern, staying healthy. And then Bigsby's not even, he didn't even have a role in Spears' one ACL, bro. Like, you should have got another RB. That's going to be the death of this team. Um, It could have could have been a decent, you know, it could have been like a light running back room that, you know, at the end of the day, something happens, Bigsby gets in there, knock on wood, I hope it doesn't happen, but like you could have maybe, but I don't know how you're going to survive this. That's, that's definitely a tough running back room. That then that you should have got another one, AJ Brown, Tony uh, Hollywood, Bateman. Like, what goods Hunter Renfro or Nico? You know, when you could have got another RB. That's all I'm saying. Like, I would have sacrificed one of those guys or, or one of your tight ends. Go three tight ends. Why you got four tight ends and three running backs and two of them aren't going to even play for a while if ever? You know what I'm saying? So I would have, I would have totally ditched Dulcich and got a, another RB. But you got a great, you got a great tight end room. You got a uh, solid wide receiver room. You got a great quarterbacks, and then you've got un, uh, unexplainable running back situation. But hey, this is why we do it. It's a five dollar draft RD. You know, we're doing it to test things out. There's no harm, no foul in a five dollar puppy. You're just getting it, getting it going. Ron Navy, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Kenny Pickett, uh, Najee, Aaron Jones, Kendry Miller and uh and Jalen Warren Garrett Wilson um, St. Brown Christian Watson George Pickens love the wide receivers Friar Everett Musgrave good tight end room great wide receivers Watson St. Brown Wilson Pickens can't get really better than that so I'd say that's a top one to three wide receiver core from this draft uh kind of all comes down to the quarterbacks you know Aaron Rodgers delivering and, and both running backs, Najee and Aaron Jones delivering, and they both could. It's a really good squad. Kind of crafty. Daniel Jones, Geno, Jordan Love, solid. Barkley, Mixon, Connor, Mitchell, and Ford. I don't love Mixon or Connor, so to have both of them together as the two and really no backups behind that concerns me a little, but I understand if you believe in Mixon for one more year. I probably would have went Chase Brown. And that would have really made me feel better about going Barkley and Mixon as your top two. That would have been—I mean, I love Barkley, but Mixon and Chase Brown would have been the the situation to strive for for you. Devonte Adams, DK, Amari Cooper, Christian Kirk, Odell—I like it. Taysom Hill, Tyler Higby, fan. It's a good team. And the final team, DJ Speedy, uh, great team, and even reached, and it still worked out great. Uh, he's got Fields, Dak, very good quarterback room. I still like three quarterbacks if it's up to me because of, like I said, the injury and then a bye week on top of that, you're screwed. So Fields and Dak like it. Uh, Etn, Miles Sanders, Alexander Madison, Roshan, Foreman, Hubbard. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, look, Madison could be the big difference maker here, where you know this team takes a whole nother step up and and outscores way more than people anticipate um etn sanders is is good They're, it's not a great running stable it's a good running stable sanders has a lot to prove but he could prove it and this could be a really good you know good really good team it's like really sleeping on we're sleeping on the miles sanders value lamb alave chris godwin jameson williams love the wide receivers i love jameson as the fourth wide receiver coming in strong after six games a con smith ferguson solid tight end room uh kind of all comes down to Miles Sanders and Madison for you, in my opinion. Like that could make this team scary. But uh that, that is it. That is uh the review of all the teams. Appreciate all of you coming in here. Appreciate all the super chats tonight. Um All that is just you know advice. Nobody's perfect, nobody nobody uh, is hitting all these things out of the park and, and drafting amazing teams every single draft. I'm not. I'm, I'm drafting bad teams. I, I draft a team I love one moment. I draft a team I'm like, ah, I should have went another direction. So nobody take offense to anything I said. Just use it to try and better your next draft and and take the things you like and ignore the things you don't like. If you love Mike Thomas and I don't, then you know buy into him by all means. I don't care. Uh, I'm here to just support you in the best way I can and take what you want. Take it in uh reject what you don't want in one ear out the other ear treat me like mom mom's got good advice and bad advice all at the same time i'm here for you that's what i'm that's what i do sergio appreciate you garrett thank you for all the super chats garrett you're the man uh thank you who dat gator thank you uh uh garrett again jake garrett again sick nasty rock out rock out aloha aloha rock out matt o Uh, And thanks especially to Aloha, Matt O, Aloha, Jake, AJ Lancaster for all dropping those $50 wads and their name and their prediction is on the board. It's receipt season and all $50 haulers will get their bold prediction of choice put on the board as a receipt and we'll review them all at the end of the year. Anybody on the board with a $50 hauler prediction will choose the winner. The chat will vote who the winner is. And the winner will will be able to co-host a show with me, an entire show, either by just phone or by video if you want. And uh, and you also will win a lifetime membership to The Fantasy Football Show, thefantasyfootballshow.com and probably other things that I'll throw in. So get ready, but the board's right here. And we got a lot of uh, nice super chats there already. Let me see if I can do this real quick. So yeah, board's behind me. Board will be up there not moving anywhere some of you can see your prediction right below like this one right here this one right here is from tyler g that's the free one i threw in there this is aloha's down at the bottom so aloha's yours is always that real long one at the bottom and that's the one where trey lance is gonna uh you know lead the niners to a super bowl appearance a showing if you will so thank you all for the super chats thank you ron navy for your super chat your 20 dollar rock out. Uh, rock out with another one. I had mentioned all the $50 haulers. rock out again, rock out again, rock out again, rock out. You're dropping them like fire tonight. Rock out. Appreciate you, Garrett. Thank you again, Jake. You guys all rock, um, rock out. You especially rock. Thank you. Alex, our number one ever YouTube exclusive member. If anybody wants to be a YouTube exclusive member for a dollar 99, um, and support the channel, let me drop that link right here. YouTube members right here. That link is to join the YouTube exclusive membership, um, $1.99. You get the green name, all the cool emojis. Everybody knows you're a supporter of the channel. It's like a brotherhood, brother-sisterhood. And then uh, and, and then this, uh, this link that's pinned in the live chat. It's also in the description of every video. The Underdog Fantasy link will be drafting uh, tomorrow night, Friday night, and Saturday night. That link is pinned. Underdog will match up to $100 in your first deposit. And, and as always, I'm live Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, so I'll see it tomorrow. I'm live whenever news breaks, so I'll probably see it tomorrow before I see it tomorrow. Probably two live streams based on these two things right here. And then our mock draft and live draft marathon nights are every Thursday, Friday, Saturday now at midnight Eastern. Tuesday nights, midnight becomes panic chamber and daily uploads, as you know, So get out of here. Appreciate you all. And you know what? We haven't Charbonnade in a while.
3: Get Charbonnade. Pop open a nice bottle of Charbonnade.
0: He deserves it. He deserves it. Charbonnade deserves it. And I'll leave you with the Justin Fields uh, team names if you need one leave it on the fields just in time
3: fields of dreams fields like making love outstanding in his fields fields so good fields general my fields good uneven playing fields
1: battlefields tested
3: fields fields he's for real to- uh, uh.
0: yeah go start go if you guys want to see the Alvin Kamara Mike Thomas news the, the reason I did this live stream to begin with go replay the beginning of the video Appreciate you all. Peace out. You guys rock. I work for you. Literally. Can't thank you all enough. Without you, I wouldn't be here. So I want you all to know that. Later, peanut butter and waivers. Appreciate you. If I'm a cyborg, I'm in the right... The right... uh, The right decade. Because my people are are taking over. (laughs) The AIs. I'm... (laughs) I'm a cyborg I'm in the right the right decade that's for sure cyborg city cyborg season cyborg cyborg season thank you golf later space Ricky appreciate you space Ricky peanut butter and waivers max double a Diddy, appreciate you. George from the Bay. Ron Navy. Jake. Jake to the moon. Peace out, everybody. Appreciate you.
2: Get breached.